Hey, welcome to episode 116 of the Collector's Quest podcast. On this episode, we asked you to submit questions and topics via Instagram and whatever, and we're going to get to as many of those as we can. Stefan's talking about how he picked up his NWC. Johnny's talking about how he sold his entire Sega Genesis collection to Stefan. Basically, it's a bunch of Stefan buying things. No, it's it's a whole bunch of different things. Feel free to reach out and just send us whatever topics you want, because we're probably going to do more episodes like this in the future, and then we can have a backlog of topics to do them from. Also, we're on Spotify now. Did you know that? Because I don't know if any of us knew that. I only learned that when someone told me, but I don't know anything about Spotify, so go to iTunes and give us a review on iTunes, or tell a friend about the show. Shout out to all the people who found us because of Stefan's videos and finding all that cool stuff recently. Let's go. back to another episode of Collector's Quest. I'm Tyler here with Johnny and Stefan. What's going on, guys? Hey, Tyler. Or- Orange vanilla Coke is delicious, I have decided. I told you it was. <sighs> I'd mentioned this on the show already. It's really good. Love it. I'm real skeptical, but I don't drink a lot of soda, so. I'm, I'm glad you're on my side, Stefan. Yep. Have you tried? <laughs> I'm just skeptical. It sounded like Stefan was skeptical, too. <laughs> <laughs> uh, look, you cannot be on my side and then come to my side. I'll welcome you with open arms. I'm just I trying to like build an army. I don't like orange creamsicles. That's what it makes me think it of. It is so, like is that. Like if that? you don't like creamsicles, one, you're wrong. Two, you will have a problem with this. All right. All right, fair. Well, all right, that's our episode, guys. <laughs> <laughs> there it is. Brought to you by Orange Vanilla Coke. You know what I hate about our episodes that are like this? It's just us talking about stuff we like. Oh, yeah. Who wants to hear us talking about video games? Isn't that kind of the premise of the podcast? Uh, it is a criticism I've, I've had that we just talk about things we like. Uh, yeah. Huh. Well, it was specifically it was directed at me. It just sounds like talk about stuff Johnny likes and collect. I was like, well, and it's, it's my, is this a segue that maybe we should talk about things other people like guys? Nope. It's not. Uh, okay. So back to orange <laughs> Coke. Yeah. No. Uh, so we're not just talking about the things that are directed as the criticism came up. And we do this every so often. We're doing a listener episode, uh, listener question episode. So you guys asked us some questions. We're going to give you some answers. It'll be nice. You you are telling us what we're talking about, but we also are going to make time for Stefan to talk about his stories because he's had a few cool things happen as far as collecting goes, and I'm sure he would like to share that with all of us. So. Um, I think we should start there. Do you want to just, is that all right, guys? Can we start with Stefan's stuff and sure. then roll in? All I right. think I just have the, I think I have the one thing, right? Cause we talked well, about UWC already. Did we? Yeah. Do, you, do you have any updates? Like you've got a question uh, on that. So don't just talk about the NWC and you've got a question about that, that you can answer. Yeah. I can talk about that later. Yeah. So, um, with the NWC cart that I recently found, this happened a couple days after the one on Reddit was, uh, was found. But I was talking to the seller that I actually got the UWC prototype cart from. And I was like, man, you know, this has been really crazy. And uh, and so we're going back and forth. And um, years ago, I'd, I'd known that he had, in like the early 2000s, sold an NWC cart. And we're talking about that a little bit. And of course, I've never thought to ask him if he had two, because why would you do that? Um, but, um, but just kind of jokingly, I was like, well, it's a shame you didn't have two, LOL. 
And he goes, actually, I did have two. And so apparently in the late 90s, he had given a copy to a coworker of his that he was really good friends with. And uh, and that coworker has held on to it for, you know, ex- what, 30 years. So he's like, you know what? Let me just, uh, let me reach out and see, you know, whether or not he still has that. And uh, sure enough, a couple minutes later, I get a text from this guy saying like, hey, I have this NWC card I think you're interested in. Uh, And so we ended up closing a deal. I flew out to, this was last week, I flew out to Seattle and I opened the cart in the SeaTac airport and we had a nice lunch and I flew home with the cartridge. So I am the new proud owner of uh, an NWC gray cart and I'm very excited about that. So a uh, couple key facts. One, it's it's an undocumented one. It hadn't been discovered before. Correct. So. Yeah. So it was used. It was used at the event. It was taken home by the employee who was a staffer at the event, and then given to his friend, who's it, then it sat in a box for all these years. The condition is very good. It's number two hundred eight. These are key facts that that collectors should know, right? Yep. Also, I think our audience should know how. You whined about having to be on a plane because the plane light was wrong or something. <laughs> yeah, like oh, and uh, you got zero sympathy from Tyler and I. That that is true. Yeah, yeah so I, you I, did you not know, deserve it. Uh, I think I think a moral of this story too is to always keep your lines of communications open with people that you're dealing with and never burn bridges because you never know when they happen to have two NWC cards. So. That's just good professional advice, too. 100%. Like, in jobs, don't burn bridges when you don't have to. Don't flip a desk if you're leaving a job. Uh, you know, be a professional. Uh, maintain good relationships. This is just good life advice. Uh, unless you really need to set su- fire to something, you probably shouldn't. Yeah. So, Johnny, where does Stefan go from here? So, we bugged him. It was, like, only for a few weeks, really, that we bugged him. Like, oh, man, Stefan really needs that NWC. And then he just like kind of just go, goes and he finds one that's never been discovered and he goes and gets one. Well, and I don't even know what we can I, I know kind he, of make fun I, of him for not having anymore. Well, wasn't that, I, wait, wasn't there a, did you guys bet? There was a bet between the two of you that, yeah. I, that I would get something. Was it this? It, I think it oh, was. Oh, I probably won because I probably thought you would get it sooner than Johnny. Yeah, I, think I don't there, know. There we'll was an over under bet oh on something. God. I don't remember. Yeah, what there, it, was it was this and I don't remember. But I have the new thing, uh, Tyler. It's we have to razz him. About when is he going to complete that PS2 set? And um, (laughs) just uh, you know, uh, also I've been I've I've seen some derogatory things slung at you lately, Stefan. You do you want to respond to any of that, or you just want to pass it by? What are you talking about? Oh, I've oh I've heard that is is it because Stefan's a shelf collector and he's just going to keep this NWC on a shelf rather than give it to someone who would really play it? Uh, No, that's that's not a valid criticism. Uh, we never acknowledge those. I I heard the e-begging thing. Oh. I heard you get called an e-begger. I did hear the one thing that was sort of similar. I did. I was accused on YouTube about secretly making the UWC prototype. Oh yeah, yeah. This was that, really good. That, that, that one was, was a big one. Yeah, yeah. So some some schmuck came out of nowhere and accused me of using NES Maker to make the UWC prototype and like. Uh, the NES. Oh no, maker, you're a champion. You're the best one ever. Yeah, and the the NES the NES maker like Facebook group. They were like, uh, you can't even do that with NES maker. You can't make a wrestling game. So uh, 
So, I don't. If you play some of those like Super Mario Maker levels, it's like, wow, how did they even do this within Super Mario Maker? That's how you did it. You were like the king of NES Maker. Yep. Yeah. But also, <laughs> if you could do that, couldn't you just use your talents for something that you're not going to make that much money on anyways? If right. any money? Yeah. Like, guys, that's not valid. Also, the e-begging thing. If you don't want to tackle it, I will. I'll, I'll just ask you a quick question to... Um, Summarize whether this was e-begging or not. Hey, Stefan, did you pay a good chunk of money for that video game? I did. Okay, it wasn't begging. Shut the fuck up. Yep. End of story. Also, I know, I know there were some there's some questions around you know the uh, quote unquote Metal Jesus rocks people picking picking up the story and Pat the NES Punk picking up the story. Uh, there was zero outreach on my end for any of that. Any you know the YouTube community tends to pick up on each other's stories, so. Uh, once, you know, like the UWC cart, you know, it hit ABC, ABC News, a legitimate news outlet. And so, yes, of course, people are going to be picking it up. But I know around that e-begging thing, part of, you know, part of that was a criticism around leveraging that group of YouTubers to increase my view count. And, you know, yes, I did get views of, or, or subscribers off of that video, but it had I, I had nothing to do with who picked up the story. Did you wait, Johnny? Did you catch that? Did you see how Stefan included himself as part of the YouTube community when he said oh, that well. they like, look out for their own stories? Yeah, no. <laughs> um, I wanted to know if you wanted to make the announcement now, Stefan, that you are leaving the podcast <laughs> uh, to further your YouTube channel. I am not. I am, however, mentioning the podcast in every post that I, or every video that I make. Oh, see, that's good. Yeah, um, th- we've our view counts are definitely up because of YouTuber Stefan Reese. It's great, that's right? Yeah. Hey, guys. Good job, Stefan. You you're doing the Lord's work, I think. Thanks. Right. Is that a thing people still say? I don't know. I'm probably using someone told that to me when I uh, when I made those replacement Saturn hinges. It was probably so me. People still say that. Uh, it was probably me that said that to you. Oh God. <laughs> Go check your DMs. Let's see if it was me. Anyways, um, anything else you want to add to that story? I know you didn't. Stefan didn't bring up the criticism. I did because I thought it was bogus and uh, people get jealous. And like I, I really like the NWC, so it's like one of the cool things I actually think Stefan has. I don't, I don't care about stadium events. I do care about the NWC. I think that's awesome. And if I'm not going to sit here and be jealous about it, then you guys should just settle down as well. Yeah, I didn't even actually see the e-begging criticism. That's why I reacted that way. So, I I saw I saw it a you know a couple of things, and um, some people maybe sent me messages. That were not really appropriate, and they got in. They got a response back that was a little hostile from me. So Stefan, he like goes out and like digs up these unfound things, like his stupid power glove sign and one of a kind prototypes, and all of a sudden, like really weird Nintendo stuff that he's the guy who's going out and bringing it up to collectors. How is he e begging? I don't understand. I, I don't. I don't understand either. But they just assume that, uh, and I'll speak for these people. Uh, that he has he has done something to to make people give him stuff, and that that's not the case. Stefan pays money for his stuff. I've watched him. I I've made fun of Stefan for overpaying for things. Yep. So just I, yeah, it's uh, it's hogwash. There's one thing about like we've all gotten deals. Did you get a deal on like a cool item? Sure, but you still paid an ass ton of money for it. So guys, settle down. And all of you who are outraged didn't have the money to pay for this anyways. So shut up. Yeah, you two are are some of the 
among the only people on earth who know what I actually paid for it. So, I mean, the two of you can obviously speak to the fact that I did pay a significant amount of money. Uh, was it was was it a uh, you know a significant deal? Sure, but it was still thousands was, and thousands of dollars. It's still a large chunk of money. You don't have to like you don't need to. That's why I don't want you to have to justify it because then I I don't feel like you need to defend yourself on this one. I want I I'm willing to come defend your honor on this one, Stefan, because it's uh, it's nonsense and I don't like it. I think a lot of people also like conflate blind luck and hustle. You know, again, the two of you kind of know the have the inside track on on how I I conduct business and how I do things, and like yes, like there is some some luck to be had in me finding these things, but I also put in an extremely large amount of work uh, to to come across these things. So I just you know you create the opportunities and capitalize on the opportunities that present themselves. Yes. He doesn't comb eBay new listings like he's going out there and doing it. Yeah, I also, uh, you know, and no offense, Stefan, but I don't find you to be particularly lucky. In fact, I would say in a lot of ways you've been particularly unlucky. So, well, yeah, you know, <laughs> in, you know, in life, certainly. Yeah. So, uh, guys, uh, maybe maybe check your jealousy a little bit. Compare to compare the whole story, and then just bring yourselves down a little bit. I, I get. I get when someone finds something cool, like that feeling comes up, and this is just a, a collector's envy. It happens from time to time, but just rein it in, guys. Rein it in. And I don't like the the three people who sent me messages that um, thought maybe I might side with them. I, how did you guys think that was going to work out? Anyways, that, that was really weird. They're like, uh, we're going to message you to talk some shit about Stefan. Are you good with that? No. No, I'm not. Stefan is my friend. He's not on this podcast by accident. Um, he's qualified to be here, but he is also my friend. Tyler's my friend. Uh, I don't appreciate hostile messages. To if you have some constructive criticism for the show, I welcome you to bring it to me. You want to you wanna complain about me and my ranty stuff? Sure. I'll hear you all day. And I'm willing to take any constructive feedback. You can even tell me, Johnny, you suck. And like I probably won't respond to that. But I am a little bit more defensive about anyone on the show and especially when you start getting into their personal lives because uh anyways i didn't tell anyone on the show that this was going to happen so now it's awkward and now let's get to <laughs> questions yeah so i just want to say that uh my when i went to portland with you guys i there's two two moments that kind of encapsulate everything i know about how Stefan buys games so there's this one-of-a-kind fucking Knights into Dreams sign that one of the vendors has. And I think we told the story in the podcast, but it, it's it's beautiful. It looks like his Power Glove sign. Stefan's like, how much do you want for that? And the guy didn't want to sell it. He's like, $5,000. And Stefan's like, here's $5,000. Give me that <laughs> sign. And the guy still didn't sell it, but he saw like this one-of-a-kind thing he wanted. And he's like, yeah, I'm going to fucking get that thing. And then the other thing was when he went through... All of those stupid Tiger LCD games that were all like $7. Pretty cheap for what they were. They were like all the good video game ones. And he still made sure to get the best fucking bundle deal on all those stupid little LCD games. He goes out and gets deals, but he'll also just throw $5,000 at a guy and say like, this is what I need right now. Well, one of a kind items that, and this is like just some life advice. Money, look, you should manage your money correctly. However, opportunity comes and you know the door on opportunities closes fast 
sometimes. So on like a one-of-a-kind item, something like an NWC, if you have the money, you can probably get more money later. I'm not, I'm not saying to spend irresponsibly or anything like that, but you have to weigh your ability to, when will this opportunity come up again? This isn't an item on eBay that's just like, oh, I can just, I'll get the next one. Because you guys know I'm fond of saying that. I'm not going to drive up the price. I don't like to bid against friends. I don't like to bid against too many people just on eBay to drive costs up for collectors uh, because I think I will have the opportunity to buy one at a reasonable price later. Sometimes, though, the opportunity is so good and so hot, if you don't take it now, you just have to resign yourself that you're probably never getting that thing ever again. So if you can afford to capitalize opportunities, do so. And I think Stefan knows is a person who understands and, and knows when an opportunity has presented itself. Yeah, well, especially in this case too, because that uh, the other NABC cart had just sold, so it was like on the top of the like collective populist mind, right? So, um, so once that sold, I was like, oh crap, 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 crap! Like I have to do, I have to close this right now. Yeah, but that's just guys in life. That that's how opportunity works. So, like, you gotta at some point be willing to seize a moment. But again, not advocating that people just. Uh, go spend irresponsibly, but this is like in life. Sometimes you just gotta you gotta take a chance. You gotta risk it, and um, you know, money money is a fickle thing. But I, money is easier to acquire than time and opportunity. Uh, you know, time and opportunity together is an even rarer item than money. So just like remember that. And I think the opportunity, the time to buy a Nintendo World Championships Gray is before one goes on Heritage Auctions. Because once one goes on Heritage Auctions and it sells for like $30,000, then no one is ever going to want to sell theirs for under $30,000 again. Yep. And I know some people, some people are out there, they think NWC at its really high price right now, they think it's overpriced, but who knows? I think Heritage Auctions is just a crazy wonderland right now. I, I think $30,000 is is selling that low in a heritage auction, I think it could go for more than that. Yeah. And again, this hobby is super, super young. Like anytime I feel, I want to feel better about the money that I spend on this hobby. I go look at literally any other mature hobby, like stamps or coins or anything like that and go, Oh yeah, you guys are like trading for hundreds of thousands of dollars right now. So yeah. Harry Potter ornaments, you know, Johnny has that $300 <laughs> ornament. $300 bitch. Come get it. It's Hogwarts. It plays, uh, place the theme it's awesome all right uh are we ready to get into the questions because we have some good ones and i'm sorry that that beginner is your beginning is awesome because it's a good story but then the part where i didn't like the criticism that came out behind it uh that's a little more awkward and less good so let's get to the good stuff now Sounds um, great. more good more good positive fan stuff and uh, pe- normally people who talk to us are super awesome and great and um you know they give us fun questions and we we have a good time um so let's let's uh, get back to those people and answer their questions. You guys good with that? Yeah. yeah. Okay, cool. Let's do it. All right. Uh, this one is not for me to answer because I'm a filthy heathen and I will play on an S Classic. So, Tyler, FPGA versus emulation. Is FPGA really that much better or is it all just clever marketing? Uh, Both? So, I, Stefan, you have an AVS, right? Do you I have do. Super NT? But generally, honestly, I use my like HDMI capable consoles for capture and not necessarily because I also have a huge I've invested a lot of money into RGB, uh, RGB SCART. And so like for if I'm playing casually, I'll, I'll use one of those consoles. But the clone consoles I really just use for capture. 
Okay, you, you, you've got a NES RGB in yep. your NES, too? I do, yes. Oh, that see, that's like the fancy stuff. So, I think the FPGA consoles are freaking great for consoles that aren't easy to RGB mod, not easy to get good video out of. Like the NES. NES RGB is like, it's like a pain in the ass mod. It costs like $80 or something crazy. As far as it is versus emulation, how am I going to phrase this? FPGA is not inherently better than emulation. There's bad emulation and there's bad FPGA implementations. And people kind of talk about Kevtris as if he's this god. And Kevtris is an amazingly smart dude. Kevtris, he is like this wizard, but everything he's implemented has had bugs and problems in it. Going back to the original Analog NT, that is a console that has real Famicom hardware in it and has an FPGA PPU in it. And even when it's running off the real hardware, there's, there's graphical glitches and stuff like that just from the FPGA PPU. Uh, I'm trying to think of other things like uh, his new thing, the the Mega SG. It has problems with certain Sega CD things. There's bugs. There's fixing there. People think that FPGA means it's a 100% perfect recreation of hardware, but it's just as possible to have buggy FPGA implementations as it is to have buggy emulator implementations. So when people are playing FPGA consoles, I think most of what they're getting over an emulator is a mental benefit because. Um, that's that's what it is. Although I will say in several cases, there are compatibility issues with emulators that aren't necessarily there with FPGA. And Tyler, I'm really surprised you didn't bring this up because specifically homebrews, um, a lot of them have, like, for instance, if we're talking about, like, say, the Retron 5, the Retron 5 doesn't typically play homebrews, whereas I'm pretty sure most of the FPGA consoles do. Yeah, and that's that's true. And things like flashcarts and game genies, because most of the emulators, they just dump the cart. And if it's something that they don't understand with some kind of new map or new hardware, they just won't play it. Right. Uh, so I, I do think the FPGA consoles are great. I do use them. Rare situations, are they better than original consoles? I know the Mega SG, the sound hardware is actually better than an original Je- Genesis. Well, most is that cases, better, I'm still better using. than all Genesis? Like, hands yes, down, better than all, Genesis. all of them? Because... Even in within original hardware for Genesis, uh, there's a lot of Genesis hardware that has really bad sound chips. It's awful. The Sega Genesis 3 is not even something you should own. Yeah, I, I don't remember the exact technical thing behind it, but they did... So there's the good... What did you say? You said the Genesis 3 is the good one? No, it's the terrible one. Oh, you, okay, yeah. You want the non-TMSS <laughs> yeah, There's like the good one. Yamaha chip in the Model 1 Genesis, and then they did something to it to make it even better. Like I don't even know, but... So yeah, I think FPJ consoles are cool. I don't think that they're 100% perfect, and I think people oversell them a little bit. The one thing, I mean, they got no no input lag, so emulators have input lag. So you can't play, like, Tyson's Punch-Out on Nestopia. But other than that, man, friggin' Nestopia plays everything. Don't be down in emulators. All right. Um, on a similar note, you said to talk about the Polymega, and this question came to us from Reno the Collector. So thanks. You guys for know anything the, about the Polymega? Uh, I, I know it's vaporware, it, right? Yeah, it seems to be more and more vaporware, right? No, like, they just put out an update. Did they? Didn't? Wasn't yeah. it supposed to be delivered like six months ago? Wasn't the update like, hey, we still don't have hardware? I don't remember. I know. So this is another thing with FPGA because they were they were kind of gonna have an FPGA in the base unit and then they took it out. Right. But the Same FPGA way. just because it has an FPGA that doesn't necessarily mean they're re-implementing an entire console. They could just be using the FPGA, for example, to have communicated with a specific cartridge for some reason. Yeah, it looks like the Polymega is basically going to be a super fancy Retron 5 at this point. 
They say they've made all new emulators and that they will have 99% of Saturn games running at full speed, which, I mean, that would be real impressive if that's not a lie, but kind of suspect it's a lie. (laughs) I'm excited for the idea of a Polymega just because it's such a pain in the ass to to play a lot of these consoles on modern TVs, and I'm a heathen, uh, as you guys know. So I, I really hope it's not. I hope this is something that shows up. I've said it before. Like, I'm I'm ready for this thing. Please get it out yeah. there into the market. I'm, I'm willing to give you money. Um, just, you know, let it play original controllers or let it use just a regular Bluetooth controller. Let me be able to connect my Xbox One or my PS4 or PS3 controller to this thing. Don't give me your shitty plastic controller with the worst buttons I've ever seen that just fall apart. I'm not interested in this stuff. Either let me play with an original controller or use just a, a modern controller. I don't don't make your own. It's horrible. They're always bad. I mean the Polymega has controller ports. Oh, that's what you're saying that you like about it. Well, I mean, the Retron 5 has controller ports, too, but they always, like, their Bluetooth one or whatever, like, so you... Garbage. So, they're always so bad. All these Retron controllers are just terrible. Just stop it. Stop it. I would much rather you just not include a controller and, and, you know, cut $10 or $20 off the price. Right. Stop trying to develop one. that's what Analog does. Yeah, just look. Plug in... Go buy original controllers or tell me to go buy an Xbox. I would rather do any of these things than you try to make your own controller for me. Just stop it. Stop. Anyways. All right. Let's let's move on because we got a lot. Thanks, Reno, for the the question. Guys, Stefan, do you think you will stop collecting? This is going to be for all of us. On some timeline, yes. We're all going to die. Um, but, <laughs> but... I use this this particular hobby as a security blanket for other things that, uh, like Johnny alluded to, are not so lucky in my life. Um, so I, I think I will always be collecting to some extent. Um, and and you know what? Maybe it won't be games forever because it wasn't games in the beginning. I actually collected Ninja Turtles for twenty five years, um, and uh, which is where I got most of the money for my game room. But. Um, but I definitely will be collecting uh, something forever. It keeps me busy, if nothing else. Um, but I also, you know, I love this community. It's, you know, I've made lifelong friends based off this hobby, and, and, you know, including the two of you. So, um, you well, know. Pull it, it back there. Guys. <laughs> <laughs> whoa, 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 whoa. Friends? <laughs> yeah, woo. No, so um, I, you know, I certain I love, you know, I love the hunt. I love, I love collecting things so i don't know that it'll necessarily always be video games it'll certainly be video games for a real long time um but uh but yeah you can't you also can't take the stuff with you and so there will some at some point there will be a check with my daughter most likely to be like hey is this something that you're interested in continuing and based off of her answer you know that's going to infirm (laughs) that that's going to inform significantly um what uh what happens to this collection all right uh tyler what about you do you think you will stop collecting like aside from death uh do you have any plans are are you getting out of the game i don't have plans to stop collecting uh i think i will stop myself like i've already stopped myself like all right like the year 2000 is basically the cutoff we don't need anything past that let's not get crazy with it Uh, i've already stopped collecting once i think around uh, 2010 2011 i took like a four or five year break and then i came back and everything was on fire i didn't know what was going on um 
I don't. I, I would say realistically, I will probably stop collecting video games, and I think I will probably always be collecting something because I do have some other collections uh, of things. But video games is really the only thing I'll ever come back to. So when I do stop collecting, I will probably come back to collecting video games for two reasons. Because I've got that childhood collection to video games. And there's only really two things that are from my childhood that are like super collectible things. There's video games and Magic the Gathering. And I already have that magic base. Uh, I mean, I already have that knowledge base. And I already have that that nostalgic connection to those things. So those I'm never going to like really get into like baseball cards at this point because I just I never watched baseball as a kid. And then the other thing is that I got in pretty early with video games. So I already had like a shitload of stuff before prices blew up. So that's something I can't do with magic because I missed the boat on oh magic God. collecting so, like, yeah. twice at this point. Yeah, so. yeah. And you're like, and on new stuff, the boat sank and it's like, you come back to port, you can catch it again. But on all the old stuff, anything on a reserved list, see you later. So I was thinking about getting uh, a gem mint uh, best card in the game ever printed just to have it just as like the one magic collectible to have. Um, and Johnny, how much do you think a first print alpha island is worth? <laughs> An alpha island is probably gem mint. Gem mint. Probably. No, not gem mint. Let's say PSA nine. Uh, uh, oh, a PSA nine. Like actually great island. Yeah. $150 at least. Yeah. It's like a hundred bucks plus. It, uh, yeah. So fuck it. Yeah, I mean, dude. If you want like some beta islands, I think you can pick them up for like $35, which is ridiculous. First print is all that matters. Yeah, that's still ridiculous. Yeah, but if you are like, if you have a legacy deck, you're probably only playing like two or three basic lands. And really, when you compare it to a legacy deck that has something like when everything is a mox or a lotus in there, you know, the $150 land looks reasonable compared to the price of every other card you have. But you want to have that pimp land. You're not going to put like an unhinged oh. island in there. Come on. I, you, I, I mean, people, beta land. if they did put an unhinged one in, it would be a foil one. Uh, me, I would probably stick a white border one in there just to troll people. <laughs> <laughs> See, the fact that we can have this conversation is like why magic is the only thing that might grab me. Because not only... Is magic something that interests me? But specifically, all those like old cards are really like definitely the coolest era of magic. But the prices just went insane. So Ooh, so high. That's really it. Johnny, right. what about you? Do you think you're stopping collecting? You you said like I'm it, guys. This is done. I'm gonna complete my turbographic stuff. I'm hanging up the. I, I mean, what do you hang? Yeah, up? I I always imagine this. Like I always have like stuff. I'm. I'm like, oh, yeah, I just want to finish these up and then I'll be kind of done. Um, I'll never be totally done, but yeah, uh, with the new baby and stuff, I, I've had to slow way down just in general. Just my money's been at other places, just trying to get house stuff in order, just doing all this other stuff. But yeah, if I could just finish my turbo set, which, you know, still got to buy a magical chase in there, so that's expensive. Um, you know, finish my PS1 set, then I'd be pretty good. I mean, I always think about... Uh, do I ever want to complete Game Boy? Should I go back and finish that Wii and those Xbox sets? I think about them, but I don't have like any big hooks to to do that. But I I like buying Game Boy games. I you know I like polishing the sets I have, meaning going through and doing condition upgrades on some of the stuff. Um, I just won't probably go hard at sets. Uh, anymore so i think it'll just be different i'll just pick up some cool stuff here and there but yeah i, I picture a world where i'm done set collecting but yeah i, I like also you're, you're collect close to being just like having every set that you want complete yeah. in box just entirely 
and you don't really go for as much like the crazy just like weird jackets and pins and all this stuff that because Stefan could collect that stuff forever there's an infinite amount of that stuff yeah and that but you really stuff- like the sets and you're almost done with almost all of them and right. honestly and- that that was part of the appeal for me in in jumping into that kind of uh what we've decided to call it video game adjacent stuff um is that it kind of allows me to continue to collect when i get say bored of set collecting like like i am right now like slogging through uh saturn i was just like oh this is gonna take forever and then i just kind of was like oh here's something that's that's kind of interesting and niche that i can collect for a while so it is a nice uh, it's nice to have something else to sort of collect while while you know taking taking quote unquote taking a break from games but still being able to collect something stefan's coming for my working design pins for saturn i'm sure that is correct Um, someone is going to call us such an elitist podcast so there's this guy in collector's quest podcast he's like i'm going to take a break from buying every sega saturn game to buy some one-of-a-kind nintendo collectibles uh you know we do come off uh, that way sometimes uh, but we do advocate that you should collect the things you want. Um, and again, I I started very early. You started early, so uh, these sets just came up. I'm not rich. So I usually, I'm surprised when I put the questions up. I usually get that question: Are you rich? The answer is no. No, I'm just a schlubby middle class dude. I used to be, you know, schlubby middle class dink, which meant dual income, no kids. But huh, here we are. But th- this is also like what I put my money toward right like this yes. is the one thing that i spend money on right i'm not out there you know like i've been sober for 12 years i don't go out to bars i don't you know like there's just like there's so many things in my life that i don't casually spend money on that i you know and i'm hyper focused on spending money on this so um it's not so much a matter of having a, you know unlimited funds as much as when i do have funds this is what it goes to yeah, I knew, and we're not friends or anything, but I knew this guy a couple years ago. He was a hardcore two-pack-a-day smoker. And he asked me, like, how can you waste your money on these games? And I was just like, really? Like, if you want to smoke, that's fine, but let's not talk about wasting money, shall we? Johnny, this is our retirement plan. What are you talking about wasting this, money? I'm not, this is not a retirement plan. Um, anyone who, like, wants to call that the retirement plan, like, you should really reevaluate things um let's go ahead and move on i think we answered that question and we've kind of been touching on it what other things do you collect tyler do you collect anything else i know you said like you were kind of mentioning some stuff so i collect uh i have a big collection of metal dice which is a weird thing i was collecting for a while uh i have a pretty good sized collection of penny arcade pins if anyone goes to pax I've got everything from 2013 to 2015, which is all the earliest stuff and a bunch of other stuff. I've got some comics, uh, but really, I mean, I got pinball machines. If you consider pinball machines a collection, I got 10 of those. So uh, mostly video games, though. You know, nothing nothing really crazy, because like Stefan, you know, if I have money to put into a collectible, I'm putting it into video games, especially because... Uh, um, I will always be able to buy metal dice in 20 years. Metal dice will cost the same as they do now. Video games, I feel like will probably be more expensive in 20 years and I'd rather get them out of the way now. Stefan, what about you? I mean, I think I know the answer, but yeah, I mean, uh, most of my collections got sacrificed to the game collection. Um, again, I mentioned that I, I collected, um, Ninja Turtles hardcore for a lot of years. And that's not just toys. That's original comic book art and movie props and stuff that does sell for significant amounts of money. But so now, though, the only other collection that I really have that I keep up with is board games. I do have a extensive board game collection of about 500 games. 
but uh, I, I don't necessarily recommend collecting board games from a collection perspective because uh, most of them, it's like a car. The moment you drive it off the lot, you're losing uh, most of your investment. So, you know, you're, you're never going to get $60 for your $60 game. You're going to get $20 for your $60 game. So Yeah, but uh, you got fun out of it. Yes, that is true. And they Unless you have 500 games and you didn't play half of them and they seemed like they'd be fun, but you could never get a group of people together and you wanted to and some guys said they were going to come over, but then they got kids and that fell through. Yeah. You know. <laughs> well, also <laughs> there's like, there's a big, so like when you're talking about print runs in board games, they're you know substantially, substantially less usually than video games. So there is like this fear of missing out. It's like, okay, well, either I kickstart this game now and pay $60 or I pay $200 for it later because because they only printed, you know, 500 copies. And, you know, there are games out there that are like that, but that it's few and far between. But that is, you know, Johnny is poking fun at me and himself, I think, a little bit on this one. I, th- that's all board game collectors. That's yeah, every board game where, uh Where, I, you know, half the games on, myself, on my shelf are, are sealed. They're sealed or, like, the whole thing. It's so hard, like, especially as you get older, to organize time to sit down and play board games with people. Especially if you're collecting board games, that means you're, like, into the German stuff and a lot of the Kickstarter stuff. It's not like you're just... uh, Most people, as deep as they get is, like, Catan, and that's, like, it for them. Uh, You know, or or basic, you know, Monopolies and things like that. Maybe Risk, Axis and Allies. But you start getting, like, deep down the rabbit hole, you know people are like wait what are these games why are they so big i'm like yeah you know we sat around we played a couple rounds of dominant species and that was pretty cool and then we moved on and people are like what are you talking about yeah what are these games and for a lot of people learning a new board game is a little bit uh intimidating and so they a lot of times would just rather default to something that they know so like you know all the times that i want to play you know a nice rousing 30 hour game of twilight imperium uh, you know, the guys that I play board games with are just like, hey, can we just like play King of Tokyo and like be done yeah. with that? You know, so. Yeah, that, um, like, we don't need a board game tangent too long. But one of the worst things about board games is that the people who make board games aren't necessarily great at writing instructions. So the best way to learn how to play a board game is to watch other people play it. So YouTube videos are great for that. Um, I love that new board games are like including video tutorials, like links to a YouTube video tutorial now. Um, but that's also like a process and then you're like getting the rules wrong. And then you play like, you play a game for like 15 hours and figure it out. You're like, Oh my God, we played this wrong for like six hours. Yeah. And that's when house rules come in. <laughs> yeah. And you're just like, why yeah, did we guys, do if this? You're going, if you're going over someone's house to play a new board game, you better watch the hour long video before we get there or else it's just going to be oh, slow and no one's going to have fun. Oh, so like bad. Twilight Imperium. That game takes like two and a half hours if you have a group of six people who know what they're doing. But uh, you have one new person and it's like eight hours. It's ridiculous. Oh, uh, yeah. And like set up my friends and I played some Gloomhaven and we're just like just setting it up. Oh, my God. They're like games are a couple hours, but setups an hour, so just be prepared for your setup. Anyways, uh, we don't need to go too deep. On, I don't know. Suddenly, on your board game collecting uh, podcast, <laughs> um, Tyler's collecting dice. Stefan's got board games. I have a few, but I decided in my life I didn't want to be the board game guy, so I stopped. It's uh, like having a boat, right? You want the other yeah. people to have. Yeah, games. exactly. Like, you want to go over I, Stefan's house and just pick one of his sealed games. Like, oh, we could play this one, and then I don't have to store it in my life forever. 
Oh, I've gone as far as like handing my friend twenty dollars, being like, "Okay, there's three of us. It's a sixty dollar game. Here's twenty dollars, but here's the catch: you have to keep it. Like <laughs> you have to, you have to be the arbiter of the rules. You have to know the rules the best, and um, like be able to teach us to play it. But I'll, I'll throw money in the hat so we can play this sometimes. I'm willing to do that, but I don't want to keep it at my house. I don't want to own another board game. I fucking bought Ghostbusters two in Kickstarter, and I'm like. When am I ever going to play this stupid thing? Why did I do this? Yep. Um, yeah. Big mistake. Uh, what do I collect? Uh, you guys know I play Magic, so yes, I guess I collect Magic cards. Uh, because if you have one Magic card, you probably have 10,000 Magic cards. That's how Magic cards work. Um, if you are, have done it for any portion of time, they just they breed. Um, and I wish that I only had 10,000. It's uh, so many more than that. So many more. So, yeah, there's that. Again, you heard me talk about video games. I got some statues. I got some figures. I like to collect things. My wife has Harry Potter stuff. Uh, I'm, a, I'm a collector at heart. I'm a, a materialist. So I like to buy things. I enjoy it. I'm not recommending this as behavior. But, um, yeah, I mean, I get on little kicks where I like to, to buy a few things. But video game is the only thing I really go hard at. Um, oh, Legos. God, so many Legos. So many stupid Legos. See, and I say go hard. For me, I'm, I'm thinking, like, people look at all the Legos I have, and they're like, you're an insane person. They look at, like, a lot of the stuff in the Magic Collection, they're like, you're an insane person. This is, like, one person's whole collection, and then they see mine, and they're like, what, what are you, why you, this is your not hardcore collection? I'm <laughs> like, yeah, I feel like I'm just a casual. I'm like, no, that's well, not what you are. But then also, to be fair, like, once you're in those circles and you do see those other people who do collect, like, crazy, then, yes, you, like, you running in the circle of magic collectors, you know what a lot of magic cards yeah. looks like, and it's not you. Like, I, I follow, like, three magic channels on YouTube, and it's, like, Alpha Investments and Open Boosters, and they're just dealing with the super high adventure stuff all day, every oh, day. Oh, yeah, you just, you just look at that stuff, and you're like, oh, my God, so much. Alpha Investments is a channel I thought I would hate, and I, I enjoy it more than I should. Oh, dude, I just want to see people sending him counterfeit magic cards all day. I love it. Yeah, counterfeit magic cards are hilarious. Um, you think we have it bad in our hobby? Ooh, counterfeit magic cards. Anyways, uh, so yeah, I collect a ton of shit. I also have a box of, like boxes of comics. I used to be hard into that. Once upon a time, I collected baseball cards. Uh, I have, I I buy a new silver coin every year on my birthday so like i have that i kind of want like little collections and stuff but um yeah i do a lot of weird stuff i have many hobbies and many interests and uh you know including reading so it's like nerd yeah pretty much <laughs> man we've we're here like already 40 minutes we got through like three questions Whew, yeah, guys yeah we wait need for to, part two of this one yeah we need to pick up the pace a little johnny bit. do you collect movies though um i used to uh, will we that, have a movie collector on the show, Johnny? We're not no. counting your stupid movie collection. Nope, we will not have a movie collector on the show. We will have a movie collector on the uh, collector's editions. I, I just have to find the right one. I do want to talk to someone who's like, I, I don't know what kind of movie specifically, if it's like, do I want to talk to someone who just collects horror movies, like get down that deep, or talk to someone who just like VHS collectors I find to be fascinating. So I would like to talk to them. I, I, I mean, theoretically, I could do all of those. If um, you're collecting movies and you're not collecting VHS horror movies, what are you even doing collecting movies? VHS yeah, I, collecting just 
freaks me out because like you know we talk about like you know n64 set collecting and talk about like the quality versus the 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 you know the wheat and the chaff in that collection and then i look look at like vhs and like how many just thousands upon thousands upon thousands of worthless tapes there are versus like a very very select few that hold value like that that fascinates me about that hobby i've been uh you guys watch best of the worst on red letter media so i used to think uh vhs vhs was like this worthless medium who cares but i've now i'm like becoming more aware of all these fascinating terrible movies that were only ever released on VHS. And it had me thinking a couple times, like maybe I should just go dive into VHS collecting, but no, it, it's such a huge rabbit hole. Cause again, you there's so many tens of thousands. Yeah. Well, and again, you know, we already have a, a hobby that takes up a tremendous amount of space. So yeah. to have another one, yes, collecting board games. If you have you 500 board games, media. I cannot imagine. Yeah. You already collect old media. Don't, yeah. don't stop mm-hmm. it. <laughs> stop. I'm incompatible. Thank you for your questions. We liked them. Yes. Um, Tyler, you paid $500 for an Odyssey 2 game. Uh, but guys, tell me what other games you all regret overpaying for. No other game more than the, I think, $350 I paid for a loose copy of SOS Sink or Swim for the Super Nintendo. What? Oh my God. <laughs> I so, didn't know you paid that much for it. Yeah, you were it was gross. Like so I paid, I overpaid enough for that game that I single handedly created an artificial bubble on eBay for like three or four months. Um, you know what just played in my head? You know, like that, like YouTube meme where it's like, you think you're okay, but you're not okay. Like that little sound clip. <laughs> yeah. I bet when you see SOS, that's what happens every time you yeah. see it. So for, for, for clarity, I, I like, I think pretty much every set collector get more and more irrational with purchases as you get closer to that last game and nope. SOS sink or swim was my very, very, very last game for the set. And it hadn't been on eBay. It was just this like weird dry spell for that particular game. It hadn't been cart only. It hadn't been on eBay for like a month and a half, and I was just going oh, a crazy. A month and a half. What a drought. Yeah. Well, when you when you do the whole set in like two and a half months, you know. Um, so uh, yeah, that uh, SOS Sink or Swim. I paid. I th- I'm pretty sure I paid three hundred fifty dollars for it, and I, you know, vehemently uh, regret doing uh, that because it is just nowhere near that. Was that a buy it now or an auction? Was there a two hundred forty nine dollar bidder? No, it was. A, it was a buy it now. God, some opportunistic scumbag got you. Yep, it's fine. I, I paid a uh, hundred forty dollars for my complete copy last year. All right, uh, we're not talking about deals you got and how to rub it into stuff. That was yeah, not a jerk. deal, believe what, me. What, what game do you regret overpaying for, Tower? And do you want to uh, clarify if you regret paying for that one? Okay, so I don't regret overpaying for the Atlantis because it came with a good story because I have two copies of Atlantis now, which were $470 apart that I paid for them on the same day, uh, which I think is funny. Wait, are, you, are they both CIB? Uh, yes. We should talk and no, you can't that. have one because I like the story too much. That's my last... That's the last one I need. Ah, oh, good fucking luck. Tyler, that's uh, the last game I need. <laughs> Tyler, um, just capitalize on Stefan's... Seriously. Just, yeah, I won't pay 500 take... but I'll pay more than going, right? Yeah. I like it too much. It's like that night sign it, for me. Look, but it stays in the family. You you get to still keep the story. The story's still there. No. It, it's funny because Stefan gave me one of his Outback Joeys, and now I'm like, no, you can't now, have my Yeah, Atlantis. now you're going to be a stingy jerk. <laughs> I'll consider it, Stefan. I'll, I'll look at how much Atlantis really means to me. But I don't regret overpaying for my Atlantis because uh, I was fighting with this guy. There was Atlantis never comes up for sale. 
And the last two of them, the same guy had outbid me on both of them. And I knew he already had the fucking game and he was just trying to upgrade his own copy. And then this fucking super nice one comes up and I knew he was going to bid crazy for it because this guy's been bidding crazy on all the other Atlantises that came up. Uh, and you know what? He didn't get it. And that it made my day. I was like, my heart dropped when I saw I actually spent $500 on it. Uh, but I totally screwed that guy over and he didn't get his Atlantis. And it made me feel great. Uh, you as far as other things that I regret, nothing. Because everything in video games has gone crazy up in value always. <laughs> I don't think I... I don't think there's a single thing I've bought ever that's not worth more than I paid for it, except for like maybe like NES homebrew or like new games. Right? Am I crazy? No, I, I think you are okay there. Um, all right. I only have one thing that I really regret, and I, I don't really regret it either. So let me, let's be clear. Um, I paid for my New Leaf cart. Uh, that's like a, a key item. I wasn't overpaying at the time. Then some somebody just found a bunch of them all of a sudden, so the price fell out of the out the bottom, you know. And I I got screwed a little bit on that price. And that happened after like six months after I I spent a good chunk of change on this game. But I'm happy it's in my collection. I don't want to sell it or anything. So you know you can't win them all, kids. You'll you'll have one that gets you but i don't really regret that that's just like well that's what happens collecting win some you lose some i don't like to spend a lot of time in life on regret um so that's the thing i mean it's like you're never gonna sell it so what does it matter what it's worth yeah, at it this does, point yeah it does but not. also uh i know this guy who has a big youtube channel called stefan reese um just get him to make a video on new leaf and get more people aware of it because oh, i think the oh, only yeah. reason new leaf it's crazy. The last New Leaf on eBay sold for $300, which I think is a and crazy to, low price for it. It went to Joan Bone, too. How oh, rare. Yeah. And he was on Nintendo Age, like, I can't believe I got this for $300. Yeah, no, it's it's crazy. It's a crazy rare item. It should be worth more than 300 But whatever. We don't need to talk about New Leaf too much. We can just move on. Um, guys, what's the most ridiculous price you've seen on a common game at, like, a yard sale or an expo or, or a shop? Uh, if you have, like, a good example. Uh, I mean, you can't throw a rock without hitting a crazy overpriced copy of like Mario three. Yeah. Right. Like I think there's, you know, every, every time some game sells for some huge amount of money, like now that that hundred thousand dollar copy of super Mario first print has sold like now again, like it comes in waves every time something like that happens or like stadium events is in the news or whatever, then you get this rash of people trying to sell incredibly common games for obscene amounts of money. Um, so I don't know that I have a particular uh, story in my head or copy a game in my head, but you just see that all the time, especially yeah. especially with the first three Mario Brothers. Yep. Um, I don't I don't have one in particular. I'm, I'm sure there have been some. I was going to make a joke and say, I saw this Mario go for $100,000. But, um, <laughs> but uh, and that's that's just a joke, guys. We're not getting into that. Um, I don't have any examples. Uh, sorry, CWR2. Sorry, Chris. I don't have a good one. Chris is out in the wild all the time. You're, you should tell us um, what the most ridiculous price you've seen. Tower, do you have one? I see people spending $200 on card-only Earthbounds. Yeah. Okay. Oh. I, there was this one. Um, there was this one guy who paid three hundred and fifty dollars for an SOS. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that yeah. was crazy. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Anyways, guys, um, if your house caught on fire, which five games are you saving, Stefan? Um, 
stadium events. <laughs> yeah. yeah, pretty much. So you know what? Oh, it's, stadium it's funny. events before NWC. Look it, at what the first thing on his mind was. It's oh, funny. Yeah. It's funny because this is actually something that uh, Johnny and I actually think about quite a bit because we are in a high fire area. Uh, and so I've actually, I have my game room structured so that basically with, uh, you know, a few swipes of my arms, I can throw everything that's high value into a bucket and, and run away. Um, but actually not all of my top five are going to be, um, high value stadium events is, but that's, but it's more sentimental to me because it was given to me by my wife. Um, I would, of course, take the NWC, uh, the childhood copies of Mario three and growl. I would definitely take. And what about Joey's jacket? Probably <laughs> the jackets I would take. Um, I do have um, a Shigeru Miyamoto autograph. It's not a game, but I would probably grab that too. All right. Um, good, good choices. Tyler? Like, I don't have anything crazy one of a kind. Like, there's probably some homebrews that I probably wouldn't be able to easily get again, but it would just be everything expensive. Like, Daytona Netlink. Donkey Kong Championship, Star Fox Super Weekend, Outback Joey, and Little Samson. Like, that's it. Nothing one of a kind. Uh, Outback Joey's kind of cool, I guess. For me, uh, and people ask me this, and they they get a little weird about my answer. I'm not trying to save anything if there's a fire. I'm trying to get my kids, my dogs, and my wife all out of the house. That's the only thing I give a shit about. You know, that... I don't, if the house is burning down, I'm not going to go fucking be a hero and maybe do something stupid or be horribly burned to save a material possession. But that comes from a life where I've lost all of my material possessions more than once. So these are just things, uh, and they are all infinitely replaceable. Even the ones that there aren't that many of, uh, far more replaceable than my wife and my baby and my dogs. So, uh, see you later stuff. I'm not running in for any of it. And then you can make a big YouTube video on what it's like to lose a big game collection and how it works with insurance, because nobody knows, except for that one guy that you know. Yeah. I, I, I'll run in and save Johnny's stuff. One time, the yeah. neighborhood was <laughs> yeah, on fire. Stefan was, yeah, Stefan yeah. was ready. Yeah, the neighborhood was on fire, and uh, Johnny was on vacation. He was in, well, you were in the UK, right? Yeah, I was in Europe, and, yeah. uh And I texted him, and I'm like, hey, your house might burn down. Like, can I break a window? Like, what do you want me to, what do you want me to take? And I was like, be safe. I don't care about that stuff. <laughs> Sorry, Bandicoot Bill. I know that's not like an exciting answer for me, but thank you for your question. Stefan, I would totally let you break into my house and, and get yeah, my no, stuff. Yeah, no. Look, Stefan, you have permission. things, to... but man, I like those things. Yeah, you like if that's the other thing. People, like, we live in a high fire area. So it's not like your house, like for us, it isn't your house is on fire. It's the city is burning down. You have some time to get out. You're probably going to be evacuated. What yeah. stuff are you taking? That's a much different situation than the roof is on fire. Doorways sure. are engulfed in flames. What are you doing? Yeah, we're talking about scenarios that we, you know, Johnny and I sometimes pack our cars, you know, hours hours before the fire gets anywhere near us just in case. And so that's, that's really more the scenario I'm talking about where, you know, I have time to, you know, pack up what I want from my collection, you know, the, the, the top 10% or whatever. And then I have some extra time to drive over to Johnny's and break in. <laughs> yeah. I also wouldn't fault you. Like you're, you're coming out of your bedroom. Your game room is kind of on the way, just doing the, sh the arm through that shelf thing on your way out. Like all your top stuff is right there. So like, I, I would not fault you if you, if um, you I think that, to do that three world and Nintendo cabinets counts as top stuff. And I don't think he's getting those. Nope. They're all burning <laughs> down. Um, Okay, 
Anyways, let's move on. Guys, what is one thing you would want from each other's collection? So I'm taking this like to pick from each collection. So Tyler, what would you want from Stefan's collection and what would you want from my collection? I want Stefan's stadium events. Uh, that's easy. Gross. Um, and I would NWC. feel really bad. If this was like a thing, if it was like a genie wish, I would feel super bad taking it. But then I, I just wouldn't tell him. I'd be like, I don't know what happened to it, man. Sorry, it's gone. And then you, I guess I want your Blockbuster World Championships, too. You have that, right? Yeah, I do. Because when was the last time you saw one of those? Or maybe maybe it's that dance pad with the Jungle Book. That's pretty cool, too. But I think Blockbuster <laughs> World Championships. Okay, good choice. Okay, Stefan, what would you want from Tyler's collection and from mine? His Daytona Netlink, if I had one to pick from. Because I am actively working on the saturn set when i'm working on a set and uh that's that's the the big ticket that i don't have um and then oddly uh the same answer for uh that tyler gave for your collection is the that blockbuster. that blockbuster cart yeah that's a sweet yeah. one yeah I wouldn't fall it's now too- you're a competition cart collector over there steph <laughs> yeah tyler i would take your twilight zone pinball it's not even close i would have that thing so quick um and i would just be like i'm sorry man i don't know what happened bye <laughs> And I then I like would send you I pictures of this me thing out. It. You have all the same mods. What the hell? Uh, yeah, there's the like pinball customization gets a little personal, so you'd instantly know it was yours. I'm like, I don't know what what happened. Uh, <laughs> I tripped and fell on it. I, it's mine now. I just I don't know what happened. Uh, Stefan, I would take your NWC. Fair. Yeah, that's you know I don't care about your stadium events you can have it i could take a stadium events that would complete my set guys and i still wouldn't i would still take the nwc i mean i would um, take the nwc and then sell it there's people with active offers out there offering money plus stadium events but realistically not, i'd want yeah, the stadium not, events that's yeah well it, it's a it's it, the spirit of the question is like yeah. the, what thing do you want most yeah the um the problem with like set collectors and going up against other set collectors is you guys collect sets so it's like oh we all kind of have the same stuff um so Anyways, uh, Joe Luke Games, thank you for your question. Stefan, do you want to take this one? Explain the story. This is directed at me, Johnny, uh, of your sold Sega collection. Yeah. Uh, I mean, how is this? Are we putting it all out on the line here? I, I mean, I don't care. I don't want to talk money because our business is our sure. business. But. Yeah. So, so when Johnny and I, the first time, very first time, I have a very visceral memory of this. The very first time I was in Johnny's game room, I said, someday I'm going to buy your Genesis set. And so that had sort of constantly been uh, or continually oh, been a wh- thing. What did I say, though? Uh, I, If the money was right, I think something like that, right? I said, okay, if the money's yeah, right, then sure. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So then flash forward to when you told me that, that uh, your wife was pregnant and we were talking about the, our, our game rooms. And I think it was something like where you were just like, is there anything in the game or is there anything in the room that you're interested in? And I jokingly said the Genesis set. And then, yeah, I said, and it, then it got joke, real awkward. Then, well, yeah, I, I said it as a joke because I didn't know where I was going to put things. Yeah. And uh, you said the Genesis set. And I said, uh, well, okay, maybe like, let's talk about that. Yeah. And people so, say like, how would you ever sell that Johnny? Like you put so much time and effort again, guys, it's things. Uh, it also depends who it's going to like enough money could send it to anywhere and I'll help pack it. I, I've said that before. Sure. Um, and, I'm and, happy to, to rebuy things. I rebought most of the Genesis set. 
and I, I was happy to do that. So that was fine. And and the, um, so so this yeah. t- this time that I bought the NWC just recently was not the first time that I'd been on the market, right? So there had been a couple other times in my collecting tenure that I had saved up enough money that I wanted to make it, you know, an actual bid on on the NWC cart, but. At the time, I wasn't able to find one, and then just kind of serendipitously, Johnny and I have this conversation, and I sort of made the decision of like what I would rather have, an NWC cart or a complete Genesis set, and I made a decision. Yeah, I, I just want to point out that you describe both of these incidents as jokes. You jokingly asked, ha ha, do you have another one? And you jokingly said, ha ha, I'm going to buy your Genesis set. Well, it, but it was. <laughs> yeah, I know. It, it was. No, it see, was now until, you've got so a window the, into how moral Stephen of the story, operates. make yeah. jokes about things you want to buy. Yeah, it was, until, it was a joke until it wasn't. Um, yeah. But, uh, and then, I don't know, Johnny, do you want to talk about the next couple days after that? Um, sure, I'll talk a little bit. I'm not going to include uh, people's names because I sure. don't, you know, I don't want want to throw people out there who who don't want their stuff. I, I then, after buying that, was approached by a guy we know who had a significant portion of the Genesis set, uh, worse condition than mine, and you know, a little less complete and stuff, um, less like cool extra little pieces, but at a very fair price. Asked if I was willing to buy it. And I said, because he was trying to pay off a car and stuff, and he was, you know, moving on with his life, trying to make some adult decisions. And he's like a collector who's a hustler anyway, so he's out there getting deals. And I said, sure, if the money's right, like my questions, like my answers are to everything. Um, And then I wound up getting like 600 of the 700 games almost out of that. And like part of the deal Stefan and I made is he had part of a Genesis genesis collection and i said all right i'm willing to sell this to you but i'm not willing to sell you these doubles and i'm keeping my outback joey and i'm keeping my blockbuster because these are items that actually mean something to me so i don't want to part those um so we did that and uh you know the of course the price was reflective of the the caveats made into the deal obviously and uh then i went up with a bunch more and then i sold a bunch of extra stuff and bought some more and i i put a good chunk of change into my savings uh, to put, as Stefan was alluding to, I had a baby on the way, he's here now, uh, into a fund for him to, you know, try and make it so he's got a little bit of college money that's gaining interest as uh, he grows. My very favorite moment in this whole scenario of me buying your set and then you buying another set is the like it was the day or two later after I bought it and I just hit you up and I'm like, hey man, I want to come over. Is that cool? And you go, yeah, but you have to promise not to be mad. <laughs> yeah. Well, I didn't want it to seem like I had, like, I like, sold made you my spare deal. Genesis set. Well, it no, was a no, wasn't. No, because I, he I mean, he was in the house and I helped him pack it up. Um, I didn't want him to think like I had this thing lined up, like I had set him up or something. That that was what I wanted to avoid. I didn't want I didn't want there to be hard feelings. Like I, I tell everyone to be an opportunistic buyer. We talked about how I believe in you know capitalizing opportunities if you can afford to do so, and that's what I was doing. Uh, Stefan knows I operate like that, but I also wanted to make it clear that I hadn't tried to take advantage of him, and I was worried that the, it could be misconstrued that way. It was an odd feeling when I walked in, knowing that I had cleared out that room of a Genesis set the couple days prior to walk in and just seeing most of a Genesis set sitting on the floor. Yeah, you're like, what happened? Yeah, I was like, I'm, I'm not sure. What? <laughs> yeah. So yeah, that that's uh, that's the story, uh, Galta's Kitchen. Uh, thank you for asking, guys. This is one I don't know. Like we should not go too deep on these two questions. So 
what system is the hardest to collect for? What games in the system are the hardest to acquire? Uh, that was asked by Overnight Gamer. And also, Padawan Collectibles asked a very similar question. What's the most daunting? So, like, I would say original Game Boy is, like, the hardest thing to collect in box. Card only is a different story. Um, look up the most valuable games. Those are the ones hardest to acquire, pretty much. Uh, this, like, this could be a whole episode, so I don't want to do too much. Yeah. Guys, do you have anything that's an answer different than that yeah for me personally neo geo maybe for me personally the most daunting set was honestly the genesis set because i had already finished my super set and i was not looking forward to buying so many games that i've already felt like i bought over again and so there was i had zero zero gas in the tank to collect the genesis set and i likely would never have if not for the deal that you and i made also, I guess so you could say, like, on the wor- world of most daunting is, like, if you got into foreign sets, like, that's very daunting for me, and I think we've talked about that before, and we agree. But also, like, the PS2 set, oh, my God, what a what a terrible thing that would be to try and collect and parse. And it's not the money, it's just, like, the volume and the knowledge. And like, yeah. Boy, people but take- it sure would be cooler than an NWC, huh? Nope. Um, <laughs> it's it, it's Johnny, just... Well, look, I think Stefan should complete it because he's the only collector who has the ability to. Mm-hmm. Stefan is a special one-of-a-kind individual who's taking collecting to new heights. And uh, <laughs> he's uh, he's the, not only the champion we want, but the champion we deserve. And I think he could do it. Stefan, are you ready to take on this endeavor? <laughs> Wait, you, are you are. Great. <laughs> are you quoting someone? Because like, I want to talk to this guy if, you're, if, you're, if someone else said that about me. <laughs> uh, nope, that was all me. I, oh, okay. That, oh. Uh, no, I'm not going to do PS2. However, I did uh, get uh, Rule of Rose today, so there's there's that. Yep. See, he's he started. That's how it happens, guys. Right. Um, anyways, Tower, did you have anything you wanted to add to what we said to that, or can we move on? Uh, I mean, this, if you really want to go into hardest, like old Japanese computers, like Casio Loopy uh, yeah. and Sharp X68000, like there's just some stuff that you just can't find stuff for. And if you go like deep into PC collecting groups, some of these people are nuts. Or even like uh, even like twenty six hundred too, right? That that yeah, that's, that's like, not uh, very well documented. And no, there's, like, there, weird there's shit, right? like there's a lot of stuff that's hard. Um, yeah, not everything. Not everything is Nintendo. Not everything is had list made. Um, but I mean, if, I think if you're talking about the basic stuff that people normally collect, not, like normal's a hard word to use, but the most collected stuff, Atari. But also, just like Game Boy boxes are so hard to find. Yeah, like when when I think of the word daunting, it's like it's like what set do i look at and go oh i really don't want to do that yeah i can't uh, wait till you finish that ps2 set though (laughs) okay guys who knows more about star wars me you or tyler um johnny knows everything i say johnny knows more about every fandom except for doctor who yep i'm i got doctor who cornered in this yeah i know so little about doctor who what about harry potter I think like, that's it, that's a no. it's a silly question. That's me. <laughs> Definitely, we all know that's me. Like I don't thank you, FF Incher, for asking us that. Those are funny questions. I think you were trying to be funny there because you know I'm a huge nerd, and I would have to out myself as a Star Wars and Harry Potter fan. Two toxic fandoms right now. It's really bad. It's so sad. Um, anyways, what does the future hold for the DS collecting market? And guys. Will the cases be valuable? This comes from GameCube Freak Games. So I don't know a lot about DS, but I'm just going to speculate that DS is probably the biggest clusterfuck ever because GameStop basically ruined the hobby. 
And I don't think a lot of people are going to collect full DS sets because oh, it's right. huge. And I don't think set collecting is going to be as popular in the future. Yeah. I agree with what you just said. I've only seen a couple, right? A couple guys actually do the DS set, right? It's hard to do. I have like 800 DS games and I'm not half. I think I'm close to halfway. And there's just so much stuff that's like weird or hard to acquire. It's not even that it's that expensive. It's just like a pain. And then there's like randomly games that you're just like, why is that $150? Just, they just are. Talk about Famicom. I don't have anything to say. This Stephen, is. Stefan, do you know anything about Famicom? Not, of Stan. I mean, I, I collect some Super Famicom, but generally that's based on just me liking the box art. So. Yeah. So, nope, you have nothing to say about it. Nope. Uh, Tyler? I mean, I like Famicom in the sense from the, if you watch like a, what are the best hidden gems on Famicom on YouTube? Like the any of those rarest. videos? Those are all the Famicom games I like, because uh, it's really hard to pick a Famicom game just off the shelf and just kind of discover it for the first time. Like, no one's ever going to, like, I don't, I'm trying to pick an obscure NES game. I'm thinking of, like, The Uninvited. Like, that's not obscure, but you might have never heard of that as a kid. You pick it off the shelf, and it's like, awesome, I found this awesome new game. But you do that with Famicom, and, like, 40% of the time, it's like, awesome, it's an RPG, I can't play it. So you kind of have who- to stick to the well-beaten path unless you get way into it, and none of us are way into it. Nope. Uh, go talk to Red the Game Shark. He knows about Famicom. Also, who are the kids who weren't trying to grab Uninvited? That was an amazing game. That was, like, on my list. Anyways. We Stephen's questions. In terms of popularity. Those, all those questions were directed to me individually. Also, I was asked, uh, and before I took my story down, coffee or yerba mate? Uh, neither both are gross. I like hot tea. I like the way coffee smells. I just don't like the way it tastes. Huh. Guys, do you have a coffee or yerba you want to pick a side on the uh, yerba mata? Almost every, Yerb- almost every day, east. almost every day, I have a Trenta black iced coffee from Starbucks. So coffee, yep. I drink multiple black coffees a day. Yep, that's what I figured. Okay, cool. Thank you for the question. There, A to Z games eighty nine. All right, these ones were for uh, sent to Stefan because yep. we all asked for questions to come through. With WrestleMania coming up. Who would win in a triple threat match between us? Johnny, next. Yeah. <laughs> Johnny. It's, it's, it's obviously Johnny. Okay. Johnny has wrestling experience and a military background. I don't know what you want me to tell you. So real <laughs> wrestling experience. He's got the that military physique. You could just tell by looking at him. And he's got the pro wrestling experience. You um, cannot tell by my physique looking at me. You're like, <laughs> fat old dude? He looks like he was in the military. He's also got crazy eyes, so... I don't have. Cra- I do crazy eyes. I don't have. Crazy <laughs> so wait, Johnny, your favorite WrestleMania is nine. Am I remembering that correctly? Uh, I think we. T- I isn't nine. It's the one. Oh God, how old? So was the, I? hold on. The fact that Stefan's not even in this conversation, Stefan, you lost the match. But if I'm yep. remembering the main event of WrestleMania nine, Hulk Hogan was not in the main event, and Hulk Hogan walked out as the champion of the main event. And that's the kind of shit that me and Johnny would know how to pull that Stefan would not. Yeah. And uh, and Johnny's uh, Mr. Wrestling Military, so he would win. There you go. All right. Yeah. All right. But that was okay. from uh, Unfun Gamer and Quill Gaming. You guys both asked that question. Yeah. So what Mega Man boss had the most useless power? That's from WPark83. Is that Park? No, no. Th- this is actually an ex-coworker of mine from my oh. Disney Interactive days. Oh, okay. Um, so, Stefan, go ahead. Do you have an answer? Uh, 
probably they're, they're like the bosses got weird in like five and six, right? Like Feral Man yeah. and all those. Like probably something from there. Yeah, probably. I mean, I always thought that the the Leaf Shield from Woodman. I was, was going to say. Dumb. I was going to say Leaf Shield too. Yeah. Yeah. Probably Leaf. My Shield. answer is all of them except for Metal Man because I don't use any of the weapons. Metal I just like Blade going is through awesome. With the quick Quick Boomerang was also awesome. Uh, I would say Flashman I never used because. I don't want to stop time and pink Mega Man looks stupid. Yeah, Flashman, that was just like only good for this one boss. Well, and you can't really stop. It's difficult to stop once you start it too, right? It makes it difficult. Yeah. I remember, right? Like you have I to actually you it. have to actually like unequip the power. There's not like a button for you to stop it, I don't think. Mega Man is a game that requires uh, precise timing. I don't want a power that messes with timing. So maybe Flashman's the right answer. I don't know. Uh, like I, my extensive Mega Man experience is like one through three. I played through the rest of them, but not like multiple times. And it's been, you know, thirty years. So forgive me for not having a better answer there. Sorry, W Park. Okay. How do you deal with friends making fun of your collecting habits, Stefan? <laughs> you do a podcast with them. <laughs> Feels good, Where we right? continue to make fun of you. Yeah. Honestly, if uh, if it's a friend that has like n- no connection to this hobby at all, a lot of times talking about value will shut them down pretty quickly, um, especially if you have a larger collection or high-value items, or even just talking about high-value items that are out there, you know? But that that's what always worked pretty well for me. Yeah, I'm gonna like kind of take the high road on this one, and I'm gonna hope that your friends don't do that to you. Um, maybe if they're a little younger. This is from Seizure Gamer. I, I hope you're not being made fun of for collecting video games. Some people just think that games are dumb or whatever. Um, it's it's not nice uh, at all. But at the same time. You know, if you enjoy it, who cares what other people say to you? Um, but yeah, you can do what uh, Stefan said. You know, you can talk about the value. But I find that a lot of people, if you, because I, I work with a group of people who couldn't be less interested in video games. I work at an outdoor clothing apparel company. They're everyone sporty and athletic and like attractive and i'm like a schlubby white dude who who wants to stay indoors and in the dark uh but i've had those people be interested largely because uh i'm passionate about what i collect for and i bring some knowledge to it so um those people don't make fun of so i wouldn't say this like making fun of but how do you how do you engage people who aren't interested or who might otherwise not be interested i think bringing passion to it would help tower do you have uh, some tips here I can't imagine anyone who could care less about my game collecting. Like everyone, I get everyone and they just treat it with complete indifference. The closest I get, I get to people making fun of it is like, Oh, you're a card only Nintendo collector. And it's just like, yeah, all right. There's a difference between people who collect card only and complete, but yeah, I, I that's find just the way things have always been. And will always be. Yeah. I, most, uh, most of the like rough teasing I'm going to get is going to be from actual other collectors, not people who don't collect. Um, but I, I, I'm, I don't know what this your situation is. So I don't know what aspect you're coming from. If you were being funny with Stefan, because we always tease him. Um, or if you were asking because you've experienced this. Anyways, I, I hope that's not the case. Uh, guys, do you see Wii U going on uh, a GameCube-like surge in prices in the next five to ten years? This comes to us from Retro Rafa. I feel like the surge that 
Wii U was going to have, it already had. And then when they started re-releasing everything and their mother on uh, Switch, then that sort of killed that. Okay. Uh, Tyler? No. <laughs> the So there's something happening in video games now where past few years, like first print stuff becomes more valuable and it is Nintendo, but also we have no one is going to ever care about modern games as much. And I think there are people out there who just have warehouses full of these sealed that will never sell. And I don't know. I don't think anyone's ever going to care about the Wii U. It's not the next Sega Saturn. Yeah. I'm, I'm not going to say never, but unlikely in the current climate, you know, the wait, Wii what's U- a GameCube like surge in prices? Cause did GameCube games go from like five to $20? Yeah. Like, right, maybe GameCube, like something like that. Yeah. Well, no, GameCube spiked at a, like, it just experienced like a two-year spike. And then it's just steadily gone up. But GameCube is a little more unique than the Wii U and didn't have everything it ever did just instantly reprinted on the Switch. The Wii U is kind of in this weird position the, the where the Switch came and then people just started saying, you know, no, not enough people experienced this thing. So we're just going to straight up put this on more systems. Yeah, like even if they went and they reprinted every single GameCube game now on the Switch, it wouldn't be the same situation as them being like, here's all these games from two to three years ago, again, like immediately just completely replacing it. So Yeah, well, and GameCube games are more likely if they did like a reprint, it would probably just be digital releases at this point for those. So yeah, it's, uh, Wii U is in a weird spot. I can see it being kind of like a niche collectible, but let's see, like... I'm, I want to do an episode I, on what we think the total future game collecting will be for stuff like that. Cause yeah, Wii U is going to be a weird one. I think. Yeah. It, you know, Wii U, I could, like, I could say yes or no to this question. It's going to depend on kind of if collecting shifts at all right now. I, I think no. Stefan, are you going to dump your wrestling game? Hey guys, can we actually take five? Uh, Piper really wants a bowl of cereal and will not leave me alone. I'm <laughs> Okay. Sure. Are we yeah. stopping recording then? Or, or are we or just it go? You just let it go. I just need All I right. need to go pour a bowl of cereal and then I'll be right yeah, back. Yeah, yeah. Sure. All right. Thanks. So Stefan, will you dump the wrestling game? Uh yes. Yes I will. Uh so I mentioned it on the video that I made about the wrestling game is that uh I did not pay virtually anything for that game. And then of course because well, because at the time the seller didn't know that it was anything unreleased. Uh, he had, by recollection, had thought that it was a just a WCW prototype, and it was untested at the time, so I paid very, very, very little for it. Um, and so that, personally, nags me a little bit, so uh, I would like to be in the position to give the seller a little bit more money than I did. So likely what will happen is uh, I'm going to make a run of physical carts and sell those off. And then at the same time or shortly thereafter, uh, release the ROM. So, and, but just to be clear, I'm not trying to make a mint off of this game. I just want to be able to give the original seller something that I feel good about. So that, um, so that, uh, yeah, I just don't feel like a snake. Fair. All right. That's it. Um, Tower, are you going to dump the wrestling ROM? <laughs> I'm not <laughs> <laughs> no, no, no. <laughs> so that was uh, that was Vulture fifty four. Thank you for that question. And yes, uh, uh, many people have been asking me that in various facets. But but that's that's the the general answer is that it will be released after being released physically. Okay, guys, what was the hardest game to find? I'm st- this Ever? was to Stefan. 
Um, I, I think they mean personally. So, and that's how we're going to take it. What was the hardest game for for you to find or game that you still can't find? Well, I'm going to amend this question. Sorry, Copper Morse. We weren't exactly sure uh, what context you were shaping for us. Yeah, I, and I would almost reshape it a little bit further and say, and my answer will be the game that I put the most work into getting, um, and that would be Dino Park Tycoon. Like, I hunted everywhere for that title. It's it's the essentially the most or the the rarest title for th- for the 3DO. Um, and, and is it that's... though? What about the actually rare games on the 3DO? <laughs> <laughs> oh boy, we don't have time for that. Go yeah, on. No, so it was Dino Park Tycoon for me as far as you know. I think people would expect me to say something like the NWC or something like that, but in those particular cases they sort of just fell into my lap there wasn't a ton of work put behind actually finding them where like with dino park i was you know hitting the virtual pavement every day all day for a real long time uh to find that game like one of those recently sold for over three thousand dollars and it's a fucking 3do game that's how rare it is yeah and the last one to sell previously before that was the one that i bought so it's which uh, i'm sure you got a much better deal on it it sells for uh, well at the time at the time I thought I was overpaying and then that three thousand dollars sale happened and then I'm like oh <laughs> yeah. I don't I don't feel bad about that anymore. All right, Tyler, same question. Uh, probably Atlantis on the Odyssey two. That was crazy. That's why I put out that five hundred dollar bid on that. Uh, Titus the Fox on Game Boy. That's now it's not hard to find because now people know it's rare. But there was this point where that game was worth six dollars and it was just not on eBay for a year. Uh, so shout out to Titus the Fox, but now you can just spend forty dollars on one because people know it's rare. I hate when that happens. Uh, yeah, that I mean that's Game Boy collecting for you. I, so I bought a complete one from France for two hundred fifty dollars because I couldn't find a cart for sale for like twenty bucks. That's how desperate I was to buy Titus the Fox. For me, it's a game I don't own, and I've I've looked high and low, missed it a few times. Um, to my great sadness, each and every time. It is a double pack, and it is for the GameCube. It's one of these duo packs. It's stupid. It's like game, like super common games. It's a Sonic game and a Sonic Monkey Ball game. It's the yellow box one. It hurts my feelings even talking about it, especially how I've missed two by just like fingernail misses. And uh, anyways, that's my personal one. Hate it. It's a player's choice thing. Yeah, that they, they were. I mean, I'm not sure if those ones were players' choices, but this was just a duo bundle. It's like literally just a cardboard sleeve that goes over oh, two okay, yeah, I've games. Seen that. I, w- I wasn't even aware that like anything on GameCube was that hard to find, considering like all the crazy stuff you have, Johnny. Yeah, this thing is. Uh, I mean, it it just doesn't come up that often. And then like the last time it came up, it came up for a price I just wasn't going to pay. So I'll probably never own this because I don't feel like it's worth that much money and just won't pay into it. You know what? Shout out to Platinum Hits uh, Grand Theft Auto on Xbox, which I'm 100% sure exists and literally no one owns it. So, <laughs> All right. Um, well, what about that other one, the one that came in the coffin box? Yeah, the Dark Watch thing. There might only like be one of them, but I think there's yeah. a picture so we know it exists. Like, There's so many games that T-shirt I know bundle. exist that nobody owns that like they could all be the hardest to find. Yeah. Yeah. So, what system from PS3, Xbox 360 do you self-collecting uh, for in the future? This is Beverly Hills Gaming. Thank you for your question. So, modern games, guys. PS3 and Xbox 360 up. Tyler, um, do you want to give your answer first? It's the shortest. 
uh, I mean, nothing. I, I would say maybe Switch, but I'm I'm never going for a Switch set. I'm 100% sure of that. So I'll probably buy like maybe some of the better Nintendo Switch games just to have them, but I'm none of them. I can't wait to see your Switch set. Stefan? Um, I think Xbox 360, it was probably the strongest showing of the, the Microsoft consoles as far as library for me personally. Um, so while I would never collect a set of what we now classify as quote-unquote modern, uh, 100% because of the number of uh, special editions and statues and ridiculous shit that I don't need polluting my life, um, I would never, so I'd never do a, a set of anything modern like that, but I do see myself, especially since it's so goddamn cheap um, at the moment anyway, um, 360, uh, I, I could see myself having quite a bit of. Gross. Uh, if you have oh, sets of 360 we, games, it just looks like walking into an old GameStop. Yeah, it does. Yeah, the, it, yeah. I don't have nostalgia for that look. Yeah, the 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 one the one set that I have seen complete, the guys. I mean, it's just like mountains and mountains of big boxes, and it's just like I don't need that in my life. And this is a guy who bought Joey's old jacket, so just remember right. he doesn't need that in his life. <laughs> and Joey's old water bottle. It wasn't that. So. That's not. That's not from Joey. Uh, everything every one of those items is from, <laughs> joey. <laughs> it's from joey i see yeah joey is an avatar that represents all of these people anyways uh for me it would be the switch if i go down that road for any of them which i don't think i would do it would be switch because it's nintendo and at least the boxes are smaller uh though i almost have like a vita set so i guess there's that all right um let's see if you sold out but kept one system and one game what would it be? So is this like, I can keep one, like just one, yes. like one set system because we're set collectors or actually just like no, no. one video one, game for one, one system? One physical console and one video game okay. to go with that physical console. Okay. Just wanted to make sure we were clear. I'm going to buy a Nintendo and uh, like an original NES and I'm going to keep Link to the Past. Just kidding. Those, that makes no sense. Because they wouldn't work together. That's my joke, guys. Um, <laughs> Good one, Johnny. <laughs> yeah. Uh, God, Reno. I bet Johnny's collector. keeping the Super Nintendo, guys. Yeah, tough choice. It's Super Nintendo and Final Fantasy Two. I wrote a whole story about why that's relevant. You can check that out on one of our least popular episodes of Collector's <laughs> Quest. It's uh, it, it's in there. It's a two-parter. That's really that's one of the least popular. That's like literally the best episode. Like I think it should be an audiobook. Uh, it, no, it's, it's not like our new episodes are far more popular than that, but, um, that episode for a long time was in the top three. It is no longer. Yeah, guys, uh, cause just cause we have all these new listeners, go back and listen to Johnny's episode on why I started collecting Super Nintendo or how I got my first Super Nintendo, uh, super good episode on like his life story of a Super Nintendo before his microphone was good. The auto quality is not as good though. <laughs> yeah. Sorry. Tyler has made this podcast infinitely better in our audio and he uh, fixes all of our nonsense. So shout out to you, Tyler. And thank you always. I, I do believe in thanking people for all of their efforts. And also, Stefan, thank you for always being generous with your time because oh, sure. I know life is complicated right now. So uh, thanks to you guys. Real quick in the middle of the show. Same question, uh, question to you, gents. Stefan, do you want to go ahead and tell me your one game, one system? Yeah, I mean, my system's really easy. It's going to be Super Nintendo as well. I think uh, game is a little bit harder. It would probably be a longer RPG, something like Chrono Trigger or Earthbound or uh, Illusion wrong. of Illusion of Gaia is definitely up there. Incorrect. Probably you want to replay you're wrong. an RPG. You people are nuts. Probably it gets, like 
Tyler, back me up. Isn't it just? It, shouldn't it just be a stadium events? <laughs> I was gonna say, yeah, it's it's Super <laughs> Nintendo, and then just have the stadium events too. Yeah. <laughs> well, I was trying to I was trying to 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 mold the question as just like something like like the the desert island question. Like if you had to play yeah, one game I, of your life, right? I know, but that that's not what that question I, is. I know. So I mean, yes, obviously, wow. the, uh, the PC game. and wow. So yeah, the, yeah right. <laughs> if you so, Stefan, I think. I mean, you could if you're keeping one game. I mean, having that sentimental stadium event. Yeah, obviously. Do you think you could events. ask your wife to bless the Nintendo World Championships instead? Because if you only have one thing, <laughs> that's the thing you want. <laughs> nope. Um, so sentimentality aside, as far as like like from a from a utility standpoint, it would definitely be like a longer RPG. Like like probably actually, you know, it would probably be Chrono Trigger. But obviously, if it was just you know like sentimentality, what is the most important thing to me in this game room? It would be stadium events which is graded so it wouldn't really matter what i took for a console because i couldn't Take play the it. one you could sell for the most i couldn't play it on the <laughs> nes anyway so yeah okay fine so it'd be my what like my turbo duo and, yeah. and stadium events <laughs> did it <laughs> nailed the spirit of that question that's right all right uh all tyler right, so guys uh I, i've never talked about this on the show a lot before so i would keep an nes that's my favorite console by far and uh, so there's this game on it called ninja gaiden 3 oh weird and it's I've actually like the game. best game ever made uh actually so i like super mario brothers 3 more than ninja gaiden 3 but i can endlessly mm-hmm. replay it so uh, super mario brothers 3 is just too long who has three hours to sit down and play a goddamn video game okay Huh. I think that's uh, a fair answer. Thank you, Reno, for the question. Yep. Here's a here's a fun one. Um, swap meets versus eBay. Throw the hunt or, or uh, not worth your time or worth worth your time. I think we had an episode on this called. Uh, yeah. W- Stop wasting your money or something <laughs> like I don't like the, just the f- going out and buying random games. Uh, I don't think you get a great collection by doing that. And even money aside i think you'll get better deals by putting out snipes on ebay and browsing new listings on ebay you're never gonna find that like awesome you know come up i bought this two dollar game and it's really worth a hundred dollars like you aren't getting that on ebay very often if ever but uh my time is worth more than that effort and we've talked about that on the podcast. So for me, eBay, I'm not opposed to swap meets and like walking around. Like we have like an indoor one, but it's more of like, a, you know, it's too known. Everyone knows about game collecting now. So there's no like deals to really be had. Just I'm just looking for things to fill in my collection. But uh, yeah, eBay all day. Yeah. And also, you know, for for folks like Johnny and I in particular who live in a hub of retro gaming like Southern California, where there's just tons and tons of stores and so there's tons and tons of people looking to build inventory for those stores um there's just there there's so much competition in the swap meet scene it down here it's just insane and the yard sale scene like there's always some some guy it's like oh you think you're clever by getting up at four in the morning and sifting through piles of baby clothes well sorry there was that guy who came in at three in the morning or the night before and knocked on the door you know like yeah there's there's just so much competition in the swap meet scene out here that what would what little you might find is probably going to be found by someone who's hungrier for it than you. And which is, which is fine, which is why I never, I I do not mind paying a premium on something 
you know, if, if that dude got up and found the, the chrono trigger for 50 cents because he was up at three in the morning sifting through baby clothes, then then great. I'm happy to pay that premium. So I don't have to do that because my time and, you know, I, if any of the listeners know some of the stuff that's going on in my life, my time is insanely valuable to me. So if there is anything that I can do to be able to spend more time with my wife or my daughter, I'm 100% going to do that. So eBay really fits that that mentality as, as well. You know, it's like I can hunt for things while still, you know, having time to, to spend with my wife and, and daughter. And that's super, super important to me. Totally reasonable answers. We kind of answered this one a little, but does collecting ever end and uh, does collecting ever end after you reach your goal? And this is Nicholas Mira. I think we've all kind of answered this. Um, for me, oh, I'm probably always going to be tinkering. Like I said, um, goals, goals shift, goals change. So uh, yes and also no. And see my previous answer. Stefan? I find that like I find weirder and weirder niches to sort of travel down when I either finish a set or get bored. So like I think that I will 100% reach a goal for as, as far as set collecting, like video games, but like video game stuff, like I like there's going to be things for me to continue to collect probably until infinity. You know, I, I hit goals and then I find new goals. Like there's no, I don't have a like, okay, you know, once I hit this one thing, then I'm then I'm completely done. There's just going to be like, okay, I hit this milestone, and now I'm off to my next milestone. Yep, Tyler. Yeah, I mean, same thing. Uh, my goal basically when I started collecting is like, I want all the NES games and all the Sega disc games, like CD and Saturn, and I kind of have all those now, except for stadium events. So kind of everything else is already gravy, but I'm still like, uh, I guess I should upgrade all my Nintendo published games to complete stuff like that. So, nope, always going to be a new goal. That's what's fun about game collecting, moving the goalposts for yourself. Yep. And uh, not just moving the goalposts, but having multiple goalposts to keep you engaged, I find to be interesting. All right. Um, And I'm going to see if you both get this question wrong. What's a great collecting resource you would recommend? Oh, that one came from... uh, Oh, I missed one. I'm sorry. You did miss one. Um, We'll come back to that one. Uh, The previous one was from... Nicholas Mira, uh, but on this one, what's a great collecting resource you would recommend? This one's from Eric. Thanks, guys, for your questions. So, are you guys going to get this one wrong, Tyler? So, I actually just started doing this today. Uh, I'm backing up uh, the Nintendo Agent Digipress forums, and I'm going to go through and catalog threads that are interesting to me, uh, just because there hasn't been as much, like, really nitty-gritty stuff lately of people talking about collecting, and people used to talk about hardcore collecting all the time. Uh, specifically, Digipress and Nintendo Age, that's just personally where I hung out. But if you, like, go back into the early 2000s, mid-2000s and that stuff, um, super great info there. Okay. Uh, nope, that's on. it. Just an okay there. I didn't give, like, a great <laughs> YouTube channel for you. No Facebook uh, no, groups. I'm sorry, I, I'm just, Not a good I, answer. What, you got, I'm sorry, you got it wrong. Um, no, I think that's a really good answer, and y- you know I say like it's k-thrower you go to k-thrower you go to wada games yeah that's where <laughs> anyways you still got the answer wrong that's wrong uh stefan now your chance to get it wrong go ahead yep johnny already gave me crap for this online or offline while we were uh prepping for this episode but uh definitely for me uh, a resource that was unexpected for me that was really good was uh facebook groups um in that not only 
do I find stuff that uh, is a little bit off the beaten path, but it also has a kind of a built-in network of of that you can build a social network that uh, will sort of feed things to you. So like people from those Facebook groups that I'm involved in now kind of know my tastes, know my collections. And then, you know, once every couple of days, I'll have somebody pop up like, hey, I saw this on OfferUp or hey, I saw this on another Facebook group that you're not part of. Like, is this something you're interested in? So it, it was just a way, you know, I talk a lot about, you know, finding connections and maintaining those relationships and Facebook and uh, and so Facebook groups are for me the one of the the best communities uh, from a like a, a functional standpoint as far as like ease of communication and share you know link sharing and stuff like that. Um, Johnny, that's the I right get, answer, right? I get that I get it. a ton. I get a ton of benefit from that. So first off, I. Don't think that's uh, it's the wrong answer, but I don't think it's a bad answer um, because having a network of people who are like-minded to do that. What I what I was teasing you for was a very specific situation where you went and asked that group of people um, advice about collecting. Oh, <laughs> that was so information like finding stuff and like having like crowdsourcing uh, to find things. Facebook and all that can be a great tool. I think information, um, it's like, for me, it's the the devil's threesome of things I don't want to be involved in. It's uh, Reddit comments, YouTube comments, and Facebook comments as far as where I get my information uh, about video game collecting. It's just all, it's, and it's not that there's not people who don't know a bunch of stuff because obviously Stefan's on there and Tyler's on Reddit and I'm on Reddit. Uh, the problem is that there's too much noise. So that's what, why I was making fun of you. It was because you asked me a question and I took it personally that you asked me my advice and then did the did not what I – you didn't do what I recommended because you consulted someone on a Facebook group. I was just, my mind oh, I, almost exploded. I remember that now. We got into like a legitimate argument over that. <laughs> yeah, yeah. My, my, that's, I'm bringing it back. We're making it yeah, funny. We, we were not friends that day. <laughs> uh, no, no. I was still your friend. You just weren't my friend. You just have to accept that I am like that sometimes. <laughs> so anyways, I was not nice to you that night. Uh, but you were wrong. But I was, I was more wrong. So anyways, no, guys, you're you're both wrong in this answer though, because Collector's Quest is clearly the, are you, the resource you, you should the recommend. Wrestling episode? Are you out of your mind? <laughs> and sometimes we are really wrong. Like we're just like. Also, we're in the we prided ourselves on that hundred thousand dollar Mario episode, and oh, multiple God, times we, we so called wrong. it a first print when it's actually yeah. the shiny sticker, not the matte sticker. Yeah. Oh, I know. so even when we're like complaining about people getting things wrong, we're over here just like oh. yeah, getting things wrong. Um, no, I, I think, uh, for me, my answer is the same as Tyler's. I think digging through old forums, finding those people, finding the people who have gotten into the weeds on a subject. And I'm all about finding the person who got into the weeds on a system. If I need information and becoming their friend and like having knowledge shares with them. But also I think the best collecting resource you can have is yourself become a resource yourself and then other people will want to engage with you on those deep conversations because they, you know, then you can share knowledge. So, um, point it back at you a little bit. Yeah. I had some of that. So I did a lot of like quote unquote original Xbox research, digging through 
uh, just even like eBay, like there's stuff you could find on eBay that's just not documented anywhere. But then when I was posting about that stuff on Reddit, people would talk to me about stuff that they had found. It's like, no, I've never seen that fucking awesome. So, and yep. then I'm building my own knowledge base there. Yep. So that's what I'm saying. That's what I mean about exactly that tower. And that's how I, how I did it. And that's how all these other guys did it. So um, that's being your own resource. Well, you can't believe all the things that will suddenly come to you knowledge-wise by just doing that. All right. And Stefan, what is a good retro gaming Facebook group or game collecting Facebook group? Because all the ones I find seem not good. Uh, do I have to? Because absolutely, I'll get flack for not mentioning someone else's Facebook group. No, oh, just right. tell them offline. Just tell me offline. Yeah. I'll throw out uh, the big box PC collectors group. There's, I don't think there's a good PC collecting forum, but the Facebook group is super good. Like John Romero himself, he's a big PC game collector. He's in there. Like legitimately to find to to find good Facebook groups, all you really need to do is put in very general terms and then search for the groups that have a shit ton of members. Yeah, that's kind of what I've been doing. All right, yeah. you tell me what the real secret good ones are, though. <laughs> okay, <laughs> we we missed this question, so let's go back to it before we move on. Of the host, who is the best at collecting? This one comes to us from Quill Gaming Two Thousand. Uh, okay, I'll start. Johnny's the best at collecting because he got the most complete stuff the earliest. And literally the only way to win at collecting anything is to get the most stuff before anyone else did. Johnny <laughs> clearly did that. Like, I don't care. Stefan can throw money at the exact same stuff Johnny has. It won't make him better at collecting. Johnny already right. won. Because Johnny has a spreadsheet that shows him buying, you know, $90 games for $3. I'll say I, now, I, if we're talking currently, I'll say Stefan, because he's out there like finding stuff no one's ever seen before. And I will say I'm the worst at game collecting. Because Stefan's collect out there people. collecting stuff I don't care about, but I that I do think is interesting, uh, historical pieces. So I'll give Stefan that nod. But uh, yeah, the joke is for collecting is when should I start collecting? Uh, yesterday yeah, was the, exactly. the, the day that yeah. you should have done that. Um, and that's not really so, a joke. Yeah. It's just it's funny, but it's not a joke. <laughs> uh, yeah, I mean, that's also, it, it is a joke, but it's also reality, because as, as things just exploded in prices, um, you know, so I was lucky enough to be in a little bit earlier. I'm also very research-oriented, so I find things out. So um, when I put my mind to learning about a thing, that helps me, but that doesn't necessarily make me the best collector. I know Quill is uh, being a little funny here, but, and then, and Tyler... Tyler is a liar. We're, uh, all three of us, I think, are good at collecting. But to be good at collecting, that just means being good at spending money and uh, finding opportunities and taking advantage of them. And not just and buying Earthbound because like Earthbound makes you look cool because you have it on your shelf right. behind you. <laughs> right. So um, I think everyone in here is a, is a good collector and is a valuable resource. And if you wanted to talk games, you couldn't, uh, you couldn't hurt moving over here and talking to any of us three. Uh, and I, I assume you believe that as well, because you're listening to this podcast. So I guess I don't need to talk us up too much. I just listen because Johnny has a good personality. I don't really care what they say. <laughs> no one says that. <sighs> yeah, really, really, nobody says that. No, not absolutely. <laughs> I have a lot of good qualities. Personality has never been listed. <laughs> I want that, that deep, dull monotone to lull me to sleep. Thank you. Yeah. Glad, happy to do it. <laughs> did, uh, did, did Eric really ask that last question? Why is uh, Tyler yes, he the did. coolest member <laughs> of Collectors Quest? <laughs> While we were recording, uh, I'll, I'll say it. Why is Tyler the coolest member of Collectors Quest? 
Because he's Johnny? the youngest. That's true. Yeet, dab, dummy thick. He's an old soul, though. <laughs> yeah, he, Tyler is simultaneously the oldest and youngest person on Collector's <laughs> Quest. <Yeah. laughs> want, want to talk about my Atari games, guys? No, I don't know. I, no, no I know, Tyler I'd, definitely I'd wants to you off about, his lawn more than anyone. I'd love to talk about how your fiance today taught you how to add question stickers to your <laughs> Instagram feed. She 100% did. <laughs> I was like, how do I add it? She's like, all right, do you have the story up that you're going to post? I'm like, no, I already posted it. And she's like, well, you got to make a new post now. <laughs> Click the button. Yep. How did it feel to get tech supported? That felt oh, bad, I do that right? all the time. Like, I gave I up on Snapchat. I just, I can't figure, there's so many buttons and swipes in Snapchat. Just forget it. You got to like yeah. hold things sometimes. Oh my God. Um. So I think those are all of our questions. Uh, I mean, I got to, I asked a got asked a few others kind of offline yeah. um i did have one if you're interested johnny and you would be the one to talk about it they just it was just a general ask to, to sure. talk about what the um the turbo scene looks like right now okay uh turbo scene right now very competitive but a lot of the big collectors are finishing up or you know near done with their sets you can find uh for like boxes and stuff it's Still pretty hard to find, but more of them are popping up at more reasonable prices right now. I think it's taking a slight dip. It was super hot like last year. Um, cooling right now, but still expensive. That's the problem with Turbo stuff. Even though it's cooling, it's expensive. There is a, a slot of games that you can get for like reasonable prices. There's still deals to be had. If you can find stuff at open auction, that's the best place to do it. Uh, the problem is there is a chunk of Turbo stuff that just doesn't come up that often and usually the bidding gets fast and furious for that stuff but the stuff that's kind of fake rare that actually does show up and just like demands high prices sometimes that stuff goes pretty low if you can find a um an open auction not like stupid low but like lower than all the buy it nows so that's kind of turbo right now cooling but still competitive but uh, an end in sight for some of the top stuff, and some people have gotten out. So the problem with turbo collectors is they they are they are ride or die with uh, turbo forever. So usually people don't turn over their collections that often. Don't post a want to buy ad on yeah. a turbo forum. Oh no, you will you, get skewered. I was skewered. <laughs> you shelf collectors. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah, uh, I was skewered and then got sold the item I was asking for. Just saying. Uh, sometimes you gotta ask. Anyways, uh, that, I, that's the turbo I, I apologize. Question. I deleted my Instagram story, and I do not remember who asked that question. But it was a very good question. Thank you. Yeah. Um, I was also asked what my favorite voice is that I do on the show. And I, I know I haven't done many lately, but I don't have a favorite voice. I just do them sometimes. Um, and I'm not going to indulge these guys and do their favorites so you tell me what voices you guys like and i will do those ones more often if you can even remember because i i don't feel like i've done any in like a couple of months i like your old man your old man is really good thank you um yeah see i didn't want to like i didn't want to ask you guys because then it feels like i'm fishing for compliments and it's nope. weird <laughs> um anyways i think that's all of our questions thanks everyone for asking them we uh we appreciate you giving us content for the show today also um i i like knowing what you guys want to hear about and stuff so it is fun for us to go through these questions so thank you yeah and it was just a a nice short two-hour show for you guys yep just a a quick one we haven't even done 
buying and playing. <sighs> we could we could not. Whoa. That would be a novel thing. We could just end the show right here. Oh my god. Tyler, is that okay? I don't think it's okay. I mean, it's, I don't have what, it takes like two minutes. Are you kidding? What, what, what did you the buy, second Tyler? Half of the okay, show fine, is go. always like the last little <laughs> Johnny's hurrying us up. Johnny wants to end the show. Johnny has to go somewhere. You're the one who's got to be up early. Yeah, uh, just so you guys know, we're recording this uh, now seven and a half hours before Limited Run Games releases the last Wii U game. Probably. Yep. Well, no, Just Dance is probably going to come out again. Oh, Just Dance is already slated to come out. They already announced it. Oh, sweet. Okay. How many hours before I Am 8-Bits Mega Man 2 sells out, though? Oh. Oh, shit. <laughs> uh, Hold on. I'm going to Wikipedia Heat Death of the Universe. <laughs> uh, I did, like, randomly post into our chat just that my cart still has them as available. I, I like to just go put them in my cart and make sure they're there once every six months. Uh, I th- Are we at a year yet, actually, of them being available? Probably. This know. show not brought to you by I Am 8-Bit because they didn't sell <laughs> enough of them to afford sponsors. That's right. Ooh, sick burn. So I think okay. they're, they're under $100 on eBay now, so let's put that, chalk that under up the regret purchases because I could have saved a little bit of money. Oh, uh, yeah. Well, you should just regret owning that entirely, both of you. Gross. Okay. Uh, Tyler, what have you bought and what are you playing? Uh, I've been buying Nintendo Cardboard because I'm still scared that that is underpriced in the grand scheme of game collecting, even though it's real expensive. So I got a super nice Game Boy, a super nice Super Nintendo set with a little Mario Kart sticker on it. And uh, I got a action set, which was not super nice, but it was complete. And it was the orange zapper, which is not the one I have. So now I have both action sets. Ooh, you did it. Yep. Just consoles, really. No games. And I'm not really playing anything. I don't know. I'm busy at work. Okay, Stefan, aside from an NWC, what did you buy? <laughs> is that, is that not, are you not entertained? Yeah. Um, I, actually, in the mail today, I got a couple sealed three, sealed uh, 3DO games. Um, Wing Commander 3 and Space Shuttle. Um, what? what? <laughs> Wait, why? Ewed a 3DO. <laughs> not those games specifically. <laughs> I do love Wing Commander. It's a, a guilty pleasure of mine, and uh, and I just wanted a sealed Wing Commander three, and it was cheap. So, um, but uh, God, what have, have I been? Oh, you know what? I have, I've I started playing. So this what, last couple of weeks uh, was the twentieth anniversary of EverQuest, and they put up a new progression server uh, where like the content unlocks as the community completes it. So like. For anyone familiar with EverQuest, you know, when you beat Nagafen, which is the last encounter of the base game, then the next expansion opens up and that kind of thing. So, um, so it's been, so I've been actually playing a little bit of EverQuest recently. Um, that's, that's kind of all I've been doing. Nerd. 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 <laughs> okay. Uh, I have not played anything. I have not bought anything. All right, this is why we have the second half wow. of the show, guys, because you guys are interested in what the collectors are up to. Uh, yeah, sorry, guys. I just, uh, I didn't. So, uh, like, you want me to tell you the things I spent my money on? Uh, is it having a child? No. Um, sad adulting things? It, no, no, this time it's not sad adulting things. This was like, if I want these things, I'm going to buy them now, or I'm not going to buy them later because I'm going to be too busy adulting. I bought, uh, from Sideshow, I bought an Emperor figure from Star Wars. 
like one of the one six scale and it's the deluxe one so he comes with this throne and i bought a jedi luke to put next to him because i'm an adult and i like to set up scenes nerd i play with toys exactly (laughs) the same i was a weird child i I didn't want to like play with my toys like bash them into each other i just wanted to set up little vignettes just like there's a vignette i set it up i feel very good about it that was me playing and uh, that's how i still do it i was the meanest you could possibly be to toys and that i played with them in the sand oh no uh, i have i lost a wicket and that's a that's an ewok guys um that's like the most common ewok that you should all know after that it's like chief trooper the medicine man or like low gray these are the ones everyone had but uh, i lost a wicket in the sand i was so sad I was playing and my buddy built a tunnel and then he jumped on it and I was just, I never forgave him for it and I still haven't. If you look at my action figure collections, you can always tell which ones are from my childhood because there's just no paint on them whatsoever. (laughs) Uh, Yeah, that's, I was not rough with toys at all. It was literally just like, yep, I'm going to set this up nicely. Ooh, that was fun. Ah, what if I did this scene? And then I would just be frustrated that I didn't have all the figures I needed for those scenes. And people always say, well, just use a stand-in. I'm like, I'm not doing that. That is gross. Uh, so I wanted to be a completist even as a child. So Man, You would have hated my my toys as a kid because I, I never had... An, I always had one of everything. So I had one Power Ranger, one Turtle, like one G.I. Joe. So you wouldn't have been able to set up anything. It would have been just a mis- mishmash. You would have been so sad. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, That's uh, that would have been very sad. Like, who has one Ninja Turtle? I had one. I... I think I had Raphael. That was it. It, I it was one of those you could blow like, into, and it was like a whistle at the back. Stefan can probably oh, confirm well, what I had. Yeah. Raphael was cool but crude. I I always <laughs> wanted a. I, I, I wanted, wanted like jokes. like in the in the Ninja Turtle commercials where they always showed like a hundred foot soldiers. Like I always wanted to do that. Like have so many foot soldiers that I could set up these like crazy scenes. But uh, foot soldiers were not easy to come by when you know in the the heat of turtle mania in the 90s so yeah, because uh, everyone wanted like four of them i know i wanted like 300 yeah <laughs> i remember vividly as a kid trading some gi joes for extra stormtroopers so i could have more stormtroopers set up yeah so yeah anyways that's what i bought i bought like uh i've been buying stuff for my son like just like fun books like old books like i've been buying them old illustrated editions of things like i bought him the hobbit illustrated uh from like 19 1977 it's the rankin and bass like cartoon but they made like a weird illustrated book so i bought him that like my wife has bought him some weird stuff you know we're just having fun with it johnny i hope your son grows up to be the oldest man person like he's gonna go to school in 2020 and it's going to be like, I grew up on Super Nintendo with Star Wars and Ninja Turtles and Harry Potter and all the things people thought were cool 30 years ago. Oh, have I not told you about the gross Plex server I made for him? I don't think so. Okay, so within my Plex server, I've set up media specifically for him and playlists of cartoons that are old so he doesn't have to watch the garbage of today. 
Like even old Sesame Streets. I have oh a bunch of old Sesame Streets. You're breeding the next generation of Tyler. He's going to be such an old man. He's going to be into... <laughs> Oh, this is going to be the best. Everyone's going to be into like whatever Roblox and Fortnite, whatever the kids are into, and he's not going to be able to yeah. relate to any of them, and he's going to become an outcast, and then he's going to become a game collector who just wants to stay and he, inside and play He's going to be like, my best friend is my dad, and I'm going to be like, yes, awesome, <laughs> yeah. high five, and I'm, I'm not going to understand how sad that is. I'm Now I'm suddenly so excited for our children to grow up together. <laughs> this is like, like, and I'm willing to let him be into things like I wasn't super into, like Ninja Turtles. I wasn't a super big Ninja Turtle guy, but I enjoyed the cartoon. So I've got like that set up for him. It's going to be so many old things. I'm just going to be like, all right, buddy, what do you want to watch? And it's going to be like, let's watch the real Ghostbusters. I and I'm like, okay. Show. <laughs> and I'm like, what are you talking about? We're not going to have cable. Like, that's cable's dead. What? I, so I want to watch he's Adventure not even gonna Time know on YouTube. Exist. No, he's gonna. Well, oh my God, YouTube is a cancer. I'm gonna have to. Keep it <laughs> oh, him. oh, he's gonna find all the stuff he wants on YouTube. He's not gonna have to worry about you forcing no, your he's gonna be, childhood on him. I've heard that children become little copies of you, and that's all I've ever wanted. Actually, for a super long time, I told my wife and uh, others that I didn't want to have a kid, or, or. Like, I wasn't sure if we could sue, so part of that was, like, me just saying that. But one of the things I, I did say I wanted was the ability to have a clone. Not a clone of my age, but, like, get me as I started and then raise me myself. And, and then uh, I named him Johnny. Oh, well, I named my son <laughs> Johnny, so that's not really a shock. Um, but, this yeah, like, I like- would have getting real weird and narcissistic here <laughs> inside of you i wasn't aware of johnny hi i'm not a super narcissist that's not like really a thing i am i just like i like i would tell i just told you i'd just be raising my best friend like i i have all my best friends but i just think that would be super cool to have someone like everyone says oh man if you had someone just like you you would, that would just be conflict and maybe that's true but i also think that would be super awesome like i don't know yeah. I, think like I, a, would... I always wanted to be a twin, too, as a kid, so it's like some weird fantasy I have. We can get into the psychology of all this weird shit later, but <laughs> as a kid, I was always like, it would be so awesome to have a twin, so I think that's part of where it comes from. Mm. Are you going to get him yeah, starting was... collecting early? Like You always hear these big collectors are like, yeah, my dad was a collector or something else, and you got me started early collecting mm. this thing. Yeah, so you got to get him collecting those iPhones or whatever the kids are going to collect. Yeah, he's going to yeah. be like, oh, I wanted to collect video games, but my dad has them all. Like, seriously, <laughs> we're done. This is the worst. Have you seen our house? It's packed full of shit. And he's like, he's going to be exposed to all the people at my work who, you know, are like not into material things. And they're just going to be, he's going to be so over it. He, he's going to hate all of this shit. He's going to, he's going to 100% hate everything I love. Well, and there's a big, there's a significant chance that, you know, by the time that he's, you know, a few years down the line, there may not be any, you know, physical, physical video games being produced. So there's just that not going to be, there's not going to be that connection at all. So it'll be like, it'll it be is, like these, these kids who look at like, you know, eight tracks and go, what the fuck is that? You know, like there's just yeah. no. Yeah. Like imagine looking dream. at like a CD, even me looking at like a CD collection, it would be like, what are you doing, dude? It's music. You just fucking get it from the air now. <laughs> Yeah. What are you talking about? <laughs> Music lives on this thing. Like why right. all of it lives here. Why do you own those? <laughs> yeah. 
What, why do you feel like you need to own those things? You could just pay your corporate masters to have the ability to access them. And then you kind of be an indentured service for, for the rest of your life. Cause you'll only be able to pay for services. You'll never actually have things. So you'll have zero liquidity in your life. So you will just be owned by all the things you own in a way that's grosser than than your physical products because you can never actually get rid of them. Like services can cancel. You can just run out of money and then you'll literally be left with nothing. It's got real weird. <laughs> what were we talking about? So that's what Johnny's been playing. Were we, were we just trying to make show. it over two hours? Because mission yep. accomplished. Hey, <laughs> I, tr- I, was, I voted to stop this and you guys said, no, let's let Johnny no, no, no. go for a <laughs> No, no, no. You and I voted to stop this. Somehow Tyler, the minority, vote won. You know what? The people like long shows, and they don't want us to cut off the episode early. And I would be no mad one... if, if, like, I they cut off one of my favorite podcasts early, even if it's my least favorite part. We're n- we are no one's favorite podcast. Oh yeah, you're right. I, that's true. I see. I always look for people like recommending retro game podcasts. It's like, yeah, no one's ever recommended us. That's not true. That we were recommended a couple times actually. That was, yeah. well, that was weird. It's weird. Like I, I love it, but it's also. It's weird for me to when people are like, oh man, I love this podcast. I love this podcast and I love the work we put into it. And I I deeply love sharing it with people, which is why I do it. But it, it at the same time, because uh even though the narcissist jokes aside, I don't actually have that in me. So it's weird when people like see the stuff that we're doing and they're like, Man, I think this is awesome. I love that you added Stefan. I love that you added Tyler. And like I love the direction things are going. I'm like, oh, I don't actually know what to do with your compliments. Thank right. you. And then I sound awkward, and then I then it looks like I'm disingenuous. Uh, it's just because I I don't know what to do with them. Having fans, for I don't being I don't, a fan of something is weird. It's just it's just a weird feeling. I don't yeah, know that I will ever get over that. Yeah, I uh, when people tell me they're fans, I I feel super weird, and I'm just like, don't be a fan. Just let's just be friends. Like we, uh, the, it's not big enough that we just have a group of fans. Like we can all still just be friends. Let's I was thinking that. about this when I learned uh, CWR2 is Chris from NARC, that it's really weird to be a fan of someone of a show that's like not super big, because it's like, he's basically, he's just some guy. <laughs> it's like, But that's everybody. Everybody is just some guy. Yep. No, when you're like a, an actual celebrity, like your whole life is just a nightmare of people walking up to you asking for your autograph. But, you know, we're, we're all just some yes. guys. Yeah, I mean, those people are some guys, too. They've just, their situation has been altered. But, you know, they have opinions, and I'm sure when they got big, it was weird for them as well. Or they're total narcissists, and they're like, I always knew I'd be big. I was just waiting for this. <laughs> and that's that's like, okay, I'm not a fan of that. I actually hate to learn about all celebrities and stuff. I'm like, I just want to look at the work you do and enjoy it. I don't need to know things about you, because then I'll just get angry. Anyways... Uh, we did it! Yeah, I'm done. It's three in the morning. I need to go to bed. I need to buy this Wii U game. My kid is about to revolt, so... (laughs) All right. (laughs) Guys, where can we find you? I am world-famous YouTuber Stefan Reese, a.k.a. Archon1981. Um, (laughs) And uh, you can also find me at Archon1981 on Instagram. And you can find me on YouTube at Default Gen. That's just... I'm all about YouTube, not it. Oh, you got yeah. I like no, how you guys just on converted Instagram. over to YouTube. <laughs> Nintendo yeah. Age Game DZ. Uh, yeah, you can find me on Instagram, Johnny underscore Ayuchi. That's I U C C I. That's how you spell my last name. And Johnny is uh, just the basic spelling. All right, cool. 
That's it, everybody. Thank you for listening to our super long show. Thank you for submitting your questions. We appreciate them a lot. And uh, if you have any other stuff that you feel like we glossed over or you needed uh, more depth on, just go ahead and let us know and we will bring it back up. And again, congrats to you, Stefan, on grabbing that NWC. I'm super pumped for you on that. I think that is awesome. And Johnny, this was a really, really fun format, actually. I really enjoyed this show, so we should do this more often. Uh, I want to do a quiz show where I have questions for you guys. I, I told you that. I, and if you guys are into it, uh, where I'm just going to host and I'm not going to really chime in. I'm just going to decide who wins. I'm going to like pose a question slash argument oh, and to you ask two. Which one's the right answer? I, I feel like that's every question you ever ask us ever. Yeah. Well, no, no, no. Like, um, I just, I'll say like something like, uh, tell me, tell me the best system to collect for. And then you guys will sway me with your arguments a little bit. Oh, all right. That's and like then a, I'll be like, like a okay. Show. Yeah, yeah. And I'll be like, okay. Uh, debate, Tyler. It'll be like mock court. Yeah. Yeah. Um, uh, where I will, like, I'm like, okay, no, point goes to Tyler on this one. Sorry, Stefan. And then we'll see who gets the most points at the end. Where I just throw out questions like that. You guys try to sway me. With and your we, knowledge and your And opinions. we win his blockbuster cart, right? Because that's like a, something that we both really want from his collection. Nope. No one wins anything. <laughs> except, I thought you said his blockbuster card. I'm like, no, Johnny can keep his blockbuster card. <laughs> no, the, the cart. Yeah. Uh, anyways, that's a show I want to do. Um, I think that would be fun. So, anyways. I like these. I like these no research shows. They're great. Um, well, we got to do research in some of us uh, <laughs> because that's what we pride ourselves on here. But it's nice to have a fun show once in a while to break that up. Also, you guys know enough that when I ask you these questions, you will be teaching people stuff. So it won't be completely baseless or anything right. like that. I don't like that kind of stuff. Well, most of it, it was just like, hey, what's your opinion on this thing? Which is, yeah. you know, different than factually. Give give me facts about this thing. Yeah, like get your dates right. Look, go write it down on a sheet. The stuff we normally do. Um, anyways, guys, that's the show. We're way over that all of that stuff. Here's the part where I say bye. Oh, God, let's go home.